I'm going to ask everyone out there to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list, uh, look around the site. We've got lots of different links on ways that you guys can support us, follow us on social media, all that kind of stuff. Lola spends a lot of time uh, putting deals up there, which when you guys go through those deals and get something, we get a couple of pennies. And yeah, uh, I'm going to probably have to apologize in advance because someone <laughs> like next door, one of the other... Uh, office spaces decided to do some work right now at this time so you guys will probably hear that but yes anyway so lola uh, throws up deals there if you guys get things through that it helps us pay the bills around here um we've also got patches up there and if you guys get these patches right now while we have uh gun vault stickers lola's sending the gun vault stickers out to uh folks out there so uh big thanks to everyone who's getting those um Let's get going here, make this official. I'm going to press the start button and... Welcome back to the Hank's Dream Situation. All right, make sure you Lifestyle guys subscribe to the, the channel, thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified. All right, we got Curtis VSO, he's here. You know I, you know the routine, you got to do jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> yeah, jazz hands, yeah. Spirit, spirit fingers. Yeah, yeah. You, know, really, you, never, you, never, you have never complained to me about that, I don't think. Never. No. Even though you're a big, tough guy, you're like those big, tough guys that you see that have the little, tiny, little poodle dogs. You're not, actually, you're secure in your manhood. Actually, I do really enjoy uh, when my mother asks me to watch her little Yorkie. Yeah. <laughs> because it's the smartest dog that I know. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 You got to be real secure. You know, some people aren't secure in them in their manhood so certain things are like oh no i'm not gonna do that you know we get gun guys who come on here and they want to be all tough and they can't do we're taking jazz hands back from the terrorists <laughs> and the communists <laughs> so i will accept i will accept that victory absolutely absolutely yes yeah, so listen in case i didn't tell you guys this is episode 650 of the who moved my freedom podcast my guest is curtis of vso gun channels uh, welcome, Curtis, back to the show. And, uh, of course, the show's brought to you by Franklin Armory down there. Yes, they do support us, help us pay the bills around here, and they're good buddies of mine. And they also, apparently, allegedly, own uh, Bushmaster now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great thing. I'm telling you. Yeah. We're gonna, yes. That's one of the things we're going to talk about here yeah. tonight, for sure. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Franklin Armory. We do yeah. a, a, a decent amount of stuff with them every year. I actually just got an email today from a subscriber. It mm -hmm. was like, hey, man, uh, I have a mini Draco. Can I put a binary in that? Ooh, so I yeah. like literally got on Google and tried mm -hmm. to find pictures of the thing to see mm -hmm. if it would fit. I have no reason why it wouldn't fit. I'm assuming, so, yeah, it's the AK trigger should fit in there. We did, um, there are some AK variants that are a little bit weird, but mm -hmm. uh, we did two on the AK binary trigger. We did one on a, it was at an absolute bear, one mm -hmm. of the Arsenal Sam 7s, and then we also did one with a Romanian RPK, which was okay. much cooler. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, we've done, I've done a couple, I've put the, and I've actually done a, there's several triggers out there for the AK. Um, but the Franklin Armory is good. I've did, do you remember way back in the days? What was the name of that? Um, it wasn't. It wasn't a binary trigger, but it was an auto resetting trigger. Way back when I first started doing this, remember those guys? I think they were in Arizona. <laughs> what was? I know. What, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But I can't remember it. Um, 
I can't remember the name of that trigger. Someone out there has to know. It's a good trigger. I still have I still have that that thing. Yeah, I don't I don't remember what it was called yeah. though because there was like Oh man. Hold there on. were several there were several companies that were involved in that. Yeah, but it was but, one, it was one of those like it was it was a really it was a decent trigger. I don't know if those guys are still in business or not. Um, I haven't heard anything from them in a while, but it goes way back in my videos. But and and that trigger worked great on a like um, I guess short stroke piston. I want to say it depends on. I guess it depends on who's well, running it. Well, there was the Hellfire trigger, and then there was the Lightning Link, which was a, a thing that wasn't really... Yeah. But but those weren't it either. No. Like, I don't even I, know if that video is still on my YouTube channel, by the way, because I had to take down a bunch... If I go to my YouTube channel, I might see it. I don't know. Um, maybe it's there. I have no idea. But um, someone Well, the other thing I would remember. say yeah. about the binary trigger mm -hmm. is that it's actually a decent trigger. Mm -hmm. Not not only is it has the does it have the binary mode, but as far as AK triggers go, it's it's actually a nice trigger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, let's see. I can't. I don't see it there. I I can't believe I forgot the name of that. And then Lola isn't here, so she probably doesn't remember. She usually does the remembering for me. <laughs> remember that trigger company from a long time ago? Huh? Tacon. Tacon. Ah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> See, I <laughs> told you, Lola yeah. does the remembering. She, she's doing the remembering for both of yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fun. It seems like a long time ago. Well, it, and here's the thing, guys. Like, yeah, as soon as we heard it, we knew it. But yeah. like, there's so many things that go through mm -hmm. the hands mm -hmm. that I, yeah, I can't remember at all. I can't remember from day to day, man. People ask me about my own videos, and I'm like, really? Or sometimes people say, have you ever shot this gun? I go, no, I've never shot it. And they're like, but I saw, I saw the video. I see a video of me shooting it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it gets, it gets really crazy. Uh, by the way, smash the thumbs up to everyone out there. It's just going to be me and Curtis talking, which is always fun. We do this. Um, I think the last time it was episode 507 that we did this. It was back in February. February. So, yep. Nice. Yep. Seems like so long ago. Uh, that's going to be, what are we like? This is 650. So uh, 147 or something like that. If my math is correct. I don't know. I don't know, man. I was publicly educated. I can't yeah. math. <laughs> so listen, Franklin Armory, I saw your binary, uh, the binary 22 video. Mm-hmm. And I think it's when you put it in, you, you, it was already, it was integrally suppressed. Mm -hmm. And that was so much fun. I don't know if it was the one, you did one where you did integrally suppressed and then suppressed again. Was it yeah. that one? We did two. Yeah. So there was, there was, um, sorry, I can hear that. Yeah, that I, thing is annoying. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They got something serious going on over there. Yeah. Um, uh, we did two on that one. The first one was like, hey, we did this kind of like build, mm -hmm. essentially, between the integrally suppressed barrel and the binary trigger. I literally salvaged like the receiver and the bolt mm -hmm. out of yeah. out of a Ruger 1022 takedown. Mm -hmm. And then the second video we did was, hey, I just realized that the front of this thing is threaded half 28. So let's put other cans on the front of it and yeah. double suppress <laughs> the son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And the Internet demanded that it be made. Yeah. So No, I think it was good. It's good to see. I think in some cases, you could remind me, but I think in some cases it didn't make any difference. In some cases, it actually made it louder. 
Yeah, which, which makes no sense to some people, but it's a port pop thing. It's a okay. microclimate versus a macroclimate thing. Mm-hmm. So like you're standing right next to it. Mm-hmm. It sound sometimes it would sound louder mm-hmm. because more would be forced out the the ejection port than out the front. Right, right. And then you're all sophisticated, man. That's going to be annoying. Lola, can you see what's up with those people? Go over there and smack someone down. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if that's gonna do if that's gonna do any good. I, if Lola showed up to my place and said <laughs> "shut the f up" or something like that, I'd be like, "Oh uh, yeah, we can do this later." Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what was I gonna say? Okay, so you're all sophisticated with your tests, man. You've got all kinds of devices over there. You know, you got night vision. I was looking. I was like, "You look so weird in night vision." <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do look really weird in night vision. Yeah. And the thing I noticed is as the beard gets grayer, mm-hmm. I pop out more. Uh-huh. So, yeah. It's, yeah. It's going to be a thing here pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to start using, what is that, Grecian uh, formula for men or something? What is that nonsense that dude's uh, trying you know, to make you my, my, uh, my great-grandfather... Or not my great grandfather. My grandfather. I pic- I didn't know the man. He died when I was two. But there are pictures of him, mm-hmm. um, where he had he did the hair dye, mm-hmm. where um, where it didn't like fully soak in. So uh-huh. when he would sweat, he'd have like the black lines. <laughs> so you're gonna see me, like here soon. Just it's pouring. Just gonna like, yeah, it's just gonna be like you're black crap. Yeah. <laughs> now listen, just let the gray. Like I've got a bunch of gray growing in on the sides of my head. I think it's distinguished. I'm good with it. I've got it going over here on the sideburns, yeah. Yeah. then here in front of the beard, and I noticed that I can cut some of this out depending on how good my barber does. Yeah. At least for the time being. Yeah. No, so. I refuse. Camp David says girl talk. Absolutely. I refuse to let my barber. Um, like you know, that's kind of embarrassing when I go to the barber and I see grown ass men sitting there. First of all, did not know this uh, until uh, probably like a year ago or something. Um, dudes, black dudes have hair pieces. Didn't know it. I didn't. Really? I, yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. How? <laughs> my barber does that as a specialty, but usually, really? usually they make appointments. They don't want anyone else in there. And I accidentally, because because my barbershop's right downstairs, so I'm nosy. And I'm always, ah, I gotcha. Yeah, I'm always getting into stuff, and he and he was like, yeah, you know, it was too, so black. Yeah, there's uh black hair pieces for guys. I guess they glue it in, and then you can cut it down. Huh? Really weird. Really weird. And then he huh. so he has the stuff, and I think it's called like Beijing. There's gonna be some black people mad because I'm giving away the black barbershop secrets. Don't worry about it. It's only it's only staying here with us girls right now, um, <laughs> but uh, there's this thing called Beijing that's like what you're talking about with your grandfather. So whenever you ever saw like I don't know what kind of barbershop you go to, but in the hood the barbershops like when you get uh, when you get like your beard or whatever lined up, especially if you're a guy like me that doesn't really have a beard, they put this stuff in there kind of like penciling in a beard, and it's thick I, as hell. I actually saw somebody doing that. Um, not the the last time, or not the last time I was there, mm-hmm. but the time before that. Mm-hmm. Um, my barbershop has like the full spectrum. We got a we got a we got like a tall, um, a, a, a tall 
chunky guy, mm-hmm. a short, skinny guy, mm-hmm. uh-huh. a Mexican, right, a, a ginger, and a black guy. Right. <laughs> so like we <laughs> got it people, all. How do people decide? So like all the Latino people go to because I know people. Certain people don't like people who don't have hair like them cutting their hair. I've noticed that. So, I don't care, but. Uh, I'd, I'd book, they're so busy, I just book right. whoever. I have one guy that I usually mm-hmm. go to, but uh-huh. I don't really, I don't yeah. really. You don't, oh, so you, you just go there and whoever's the first dude cuts your hair? No, you have to, no, you have to, uh, you have to schedule. But oh, I've okay. had, the, they've all cut my hair. Mm-hmm. So like, they all do a pretty good job. So oh. it's like. Uh, you know, you're not, I really you're not need, picky then. Well, I, it's like some, some guys do, some of them do different things better. Like mm-hmm. the one guy that I go to, that I went to today does a really, really excellent job on the beard. Mm-hmm. So I have to do a wedding oh, okay. this weekend. So I have to look halfway decent. Okay. So. Okay. Understood. So you go to that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Go to that guy. Yeah. Rodney Brady says I'm snitching right now. Snitching. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I'm not telling you specifically who, but it surprised me that there's dudes getting hair pieces. And here's a really crazy one. I don't you probably have not seen this. My barber does tattoos as well. He's he's really creative. He's the guy that puts all those patterns in my head and stuff like that, right? Ah, uh, okay. So he does tattoos now and he's now tattooing hair. Oh, you mean like the uh, yeah, like actually tattooing hair on yeah, people's heads. Yeah, it makes it yeah. look like you have a haircut. Yeah, I actually need that because What's I have a problem <laughs> here on top. Oh yeah, he could probably yeah. he could probably hook you, but that's crazy though. <laughs> just gonna spray paint it. Yeah, be right. <laughs> he was just get the lawn paint, the lawn paint, so yeah. you can hold it upside down. Just <laughs> yeah. Razor JB says only Asians cut my hair, never white dudes. <laughs> okay, I'm here's how I am, right? Me, personally, I only like... Because when I was a little kid, my mom would cut our hair. And she wasn't very good at it, but we didn't have any choice. So, for a long time, I only wanted, like... When I, when I actually started paying for someone to cut my hair, I only wanted, like, uh, ladies to cut my hair. But, you know, I mean, there's not really a lot of female... I, around here, I did have one initially when I started doing my mohawk, but... So now I got to get dudes cutting my hair, which is fine, but, you know. For the longest time, I would just go to, you know, wherever. Mm-hmm. When I actually had a full head of hair, mm-hmm. I would just go wherever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, unless it's a dire emergency, mm-hmm. a woman will never cut my hair again. Really? <laughs> yes. No, and it's not a, I mean. It's, Samson, it's, is this a Samson uh, and Delilah thing, or just that some no, woman messed you up? The last time I got uh, a cut. Um, she went in with the thing to try to do my beard and totally like sliced me open, like oh. literally needed a compress to keep myself from bleeding all over myself and ruining my shirt type oh, thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently like, Lola did nothing. This Lola could not get that to stop. So thanks Lola. It sounds like a real, like yeah, they're going at it. Yeah. yeah. I've been here all day and nothing like that was going on. So I'm here in this office space all day editing and stuff like that. Sometimes just sleeping. You know, just <laughs> pretending I'm working, but there was nothing going on. Then we start doing the show and it goes all in. So what And Lola used to cut my hair before, too, man. Then she got really mad when I like went back to getting a regular haircut. So before I got the mohawk, which I think when I met you, we've known each other for a long as long as I've been doing this. I think I've known you. 
It's been a long time. I don't time. think you had a, I don't think you had a mohawk when no. we first started hanging out. No. There was do you remember there was a dude there was a dude in the gun world that had a mohawk. He played the piano. Yeah. Uh uh I'm FX Hummel. Yes. Where is yeah. that guy? Then he got real buff. Then all of a sudden yeah. he started working out a lot. <laughs> so it's it's funny, and I'm not trying to like snitch on him or anything. Uh, uh-huh. But at the time he was a professional trumpet player. Okay. okay. He did a lot of is musical that code? stuff. No, no, no. Okay. Like no. He was an actual um, trumpet player. Okay. But then he uh, he took a job at Tactical Response. Oh yeah. As an instructor. Yeah. And then he has since left to do. To take care of like um, elderly people. Oh, okay. So like his his career is like all over the map. I think man. he was. Yeah, wasn't he? I remember at one point he was doing. Was he one of those guys like doing like multi level marketing or something? I don't know. Yeah, what I used to. Fo- I used to follow him a little bit. I remember a long time ago. I remember him getting real super buff, getting rid of the mohawk. But by then I already started the mohawk. But I figured it was okay because. You know, he was white dude with a mohawk, black dude with a mohawk. We weren't getting, like, you don't want too many gun guys with mohawks. It's like the beard thing. It's like the dude over there with the beard. Yeah. With, with the cry precision pants on and, yeah. and, the, and the hat. No, there's too many beards in the gun world, man. Yeah, I was doing it before it was cool. Yeah. This so. is too many. Like, there's no license on it, obviously, but yeah, <laughs> it's gotten, you know, it's gotten pretty bad. Like, I call it a tactical beard. I remember having to explain to my dad, he's like, what do you mean it's a tactical beard? I was like, okay, I guess some of these guys in the military were doing that when they were going overseas, because dudes have to have beards. Then they came back and they just looked really cool. Then the rest of the gun guys were like, oh, I want to look manly also. So I actually keep a beard year round Mm -hmm. because it keeps the soot and the lead off of my face yeah so like in here it like kind of catches it mm-hmm. and then if i touch my face it's a reminder hey i've got there's like a small yeah. barrier there yeah so that it's not soaking through my skin type thing mm-hmm. and especially if you're shooting like this it and it's long enough it guards this part of your face and all that sort of stuff yeah so your, I've come, that's that's your decolletage well so i come yeah. home uh-huh. and i get in the shower and you wring it out and it's just black <laughs> yeah yeah. 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 That's uh by the way, Razor JB says Jordan. That's Yeah, Jordan, that's, Jordan was his name. Yeah, yeah, that's who we were talking about. Uh so he is he is he still into guns, just not uh He is. I don't think he um I don't think he actually works in the gun industry anymore. Okay. Yeah, he's still a gun dude. Yeah. But he just I'm he's just got other stuff to do, I guess. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh let's see. Uh yeah, someone says Night Train says sounds like Black and Decker. Just going at it. Just, yeah. That's going to be so much fun, man. <laughs> it'll be all right. Well, we, can, we, can, we can work with this. Yeah. It'll be okay. Yeah, we, we shoot and do all this stuff, but it's just so annoying. Uh, I noticed you have, just to completely switch into a whole different thing here, I noticed you have your uh, play button behind you. Yep. Uh, but you're like a quarter of a million, so you probably had that for a while. Yeah, I've had that thing for a while. Yeah. And it depends on how the camera's set up, like mm-hmm. whether it's cropped in or not. Mm-hmm. And then um, you've got the universal hot crazy matrix there too. I, I know yeah, that. it's actually yeah. So I have a much larger patch wall. That okay. one just happened to fit. That one just happened to fit there, and it kind of balanced the whole wall out a little bit. Yeah, that's but, a little baby one. Yeah, that uh, that is from the man himself. Mm-hmm. After I got divorced, mm-hmm. he actually sent it to me. Oh. And signed 
So that's yeah. the guy that's uh, Jaeger's lawyer that did that, if I remember yes. that right. Yes, yes. Yeah. I can't yes. remember his name, but... Dana McClendon. It says, yeah. uh, at the bottom, you can't read it, but it says, to my friend Curtis, commander of the Ohio Unicorn Search and Rescue Team. <laughs> so, so, okay, so the news in there, I don't know. I was going to maybe try to not get into it, but you're not married anymore. No. Oh, okay. Sorry to hear nope. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not really fit for public consumption, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Okay, all right, but you know you're yeah. you're you're out there doing your thing. Yep. Okay. Just doing my thing. Yeah, doing your thing. Dating, dating. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, good. All right. Let's see what else. What else? Spec that the the hot the hot crazy matrix is true. Yes. Now I will true. say mm-hmm. to throw to, to throw a stone or to have a stone thrown at me. Okay. If I had stuck to the hot crazy matrix, I would not have found myself in that situation. Because if you zoom in on the on the danger zone oh boy. up there at the top, it says mm-hmm. redheads, strippers, girls named Tiffany, and hairdressers okay. are in the danger zone. And my ex was a hairdresser. So oh, I just yeah. So the sage advice. <laughs> Uh, listen, man, there's no, you can't be saved as a man. You know this. No, no. Totally <laughs> so, screwed all the something time. Something is going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. and it might as well, listen, if something's going to kill me, I, I would, I would rather it be a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, does it, does it, it's probably not as much fun in reality when that happens to you, but hey, you know. Well, we're still here. We're still going fine. It is what it is. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, is there a crazy, is there, what's the matrix for dudes? No one ever did that video. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, he did? Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Okay. There were a lot of uh, women that got hacked off about it and did. Oh, okay. And did them too, but. Mm -hmm. um, That lawyer guy, what's that guy's name again? Dana McClendon. Dave? Dana. Dana. Dana McClendon. Okay. For anyone who wants to check that out. Yeah. yeah. So he did a dude. What's the dude thing? What's how do we know something's wrong with the dude? Uh, well, the the dude thing is uh, is is pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Or it, no, he did it the opposite direction, basically. Okay. Right. It's, it's for women, so it's like okay. he had the 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 cute and money axis. Oh. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the same video. Yeah. But if you watch okay. it, it's basically it it. There's like three zones, like very large no-go zone. Okay. Right. I don't, so that so the original video that he put out that went viral that was in there. Yep, it's at the very end. Oh, okay. Maybe I didn't. Uh-huh. Either yeah. I don't remember that far back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's uh, okay. Yeah, usually I'm trying to think of like what's usually the problem thing for. Like that makes women not happy with the men, you know, or that the women always say you got to look out for these kind of good dudes. So his had, I think it had three sections. I'm not trying to steal his fire, but it mm-hmm. had three sections, and it was uh, a very large no-go zone. Mm-hmm. And the axes were cute and money. Mm-hmm. So the no-go zone is a dude that is neither cute nor has money. Mm-hmm. And then there's like uh, oh. <laughs> the the date zone is mm-hmm. um, uh, cute, like it's at the very top, like. Mm-hmm. Cute but broke, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then the husband zone is basically a straight vertical, and it's like you reach money. a point where it really does not matter how cute you are if you have enough money, yeah. basically. So yeah. it's it, yeah, it's good. It, yeah, it, it's, 
do you find I don't know if you do you find that to be true? Well, it's funny because one of the ones I saw that was a hacked off woman mm-hmm. um, um, that made a parody of the thing that basically redid his whole thing, his mm-hmm. whole shtick, but basically inserted a few things, mm-hmm. stopped halfway through hers mm-hmm. and basically said, I'm going to stop right here for a second and say that there's a like basically a bifurcation here. Mm-hmm. There's an alternate diagram for women who are shallow. Mm-hmm. basically and she literally drew it really quick and it's the exact diagram that he drew oh <laughs> <laughs> the, the, so what's coming to my mind here um is okay this is one of those people that's in the like what i call conservative hollywood um i think it's T- tammy lauren tommy lauren Tom, tommy lauren yeah, yeah yeah i don't know if you saw that thing where she got all mad at the guys and she was like guys are terrible you know, we suck or we're, we're immature or whatever it was. And I cannot imagine in this day and age, and I mm-hmm. say this all the time on the Internet, mm-hmm. um, I, cannot, I cannot imagine being a woman in the public spotlight or even a, even like kind of what we do as a content creator, mm-hmm. a social media personality, a content creator, or a public figure. I cannot imagine the absolute garbage that women in those roles have to get on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Because in terms of dudes trying to talk to them and stuff like that. And like mm-hmm. just gross shit, like weird, creepy shit. Like I can mm-hmm. only imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sensitive of you. I'm like shocked. I don't even know what to say. You just bowled well, me I over just, with your. <laughs> well, I see. Well, I see it. Like you see, every once in a while, you see. You're right. You'll uh-huh. see somebody like um, what's the competitive shooter girl that that shoots for. There's a ton of. There's a ton of. Uh, she's a she's a teenager. Um, uh, she's like 19 or something. Um, okay. Short person shoots for both courts and um oh, i'm not sure i don't know if someone out there can help us out with that one but i do see i see what happens i see what happens to women doing anything but specifically doing what we're doing i get you know i get that whole thing we don't get it as guys all like for us what we're doing uh especially it's mostly dudes out there there's a couple of women they don't give a crap about <laughs> Yeah, there's no. I've never run across any woman in the gun world that thinks I'm sexy. Not even Lola. It's never happened. You, you're, you're beefcake. So maybe that's different. Mm, no, I don't <laughs> think I have either. Yeah, it's never. Yeah. It's never. It's dudes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's dudes out there, which is cool, right? Lots of dudes out there. It's all cool, but you know, we don't really necessarily have that issue. Yeah, and I would say that. Probably, uh, that's inappropriate for the internet. I really don't think I should say that. Uh oh. <laughs> if you yes, if you're thinking you shouldn't say it, don't say it. I'm not gonna. If say it's it. actually going through your brain, don't say it. Don't say it because I'm not. I'm not gonna edit this later. No, no, we're not gonna do that. Yeah. No. <laughs> but I know it is. It's. It's probably. It's. It's. You know. I think I agree with you in that. It's. It's probably tough out there. Also, I think because there's a lot of lonely dudes out there these days too. Yeah. You know. So like even in our world, um, I feel. I feel like those dudes are even lonelier. And then when they see um, an attractive woman doing this, then they get even more excited. Kind of situation. Um. So what I would say and about that is that there are multiple demographics in the in the and on the guy side of the 
mm-hmm. of the gun industry. Mm-hmm. And there are some that are just fucking weird. <laughs> okay. It's the only way to put it. Okay. Yeah. Like, okay. They don't have social skills, right? Mm-hmm. We have a, we have, every community has that. Mm-hmm. There's a certain segment that mm-hmm. don't have social skills and mm-hmm. they don't understand how that works. Mm-hmm. And while the girl's holding a gun and doing shit, she's probably not interested in doing and fucking around with you. Mm-hmm. She's probably paying more attention to what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to be all, be all over that situation is probably not a good idea. Absolutely not, man. It's I, not I the say- opportune time. Yeah, I would say I don't think there's ever an opportune time. If I could give some advice to the young guys out there, never, never, ever go after women like that. Now, I'm not saying, listen, I was younger, you know, and I did stuff. But there's things that I see, even when I was younger, like things I see guys doing, like hanging out of the car and all that kind of stuff and talking to women or what is it called like a dog is it it's not a dog whistle i guess i don't know what i it's think called. that's i think that's actually a technical term it yeah. is okay yeah i never did that kind of stuff you know i was always a little smoother with my game but i think it's never it, you're never going to really get anywhere trying to run women down like that i think it's it, like you were saying if that's something happening to you all the time it's going to grind on your nerves you know and then i think just relationship wise i'm always telling people like, I met Lola when I stopped, like, when I finally got to the point in relationships where I said, I'm not even trying to find a relationship. I would go out to the movies by myself, go to restaurants by myself, just hang out and do stuff on my own. Not that I didn't know women, but I just wasn't even trying. And, and it seems like when you're not trying or when you're not chasing, it's a lot easier. Because women will decide that they like something about you and they show their interests and stuff like that. But if you're spending a lot of time running them down, it's just probably really annoying. Just my advice. You know? And then in today's world, man, um, I think that we're going to probably get a fembot, like a highly developed fembot, really soon because it's really bad out there. The man is going to make this. It's like the VHS, man. <laughs> If you remember back in the 80s, you know how we got VHS? Do you remember that? Yeah, I had VHS. <laughs> yeah, we got VHS technology because uh, there was a high demand to see these things and everything else was real expensive. And then that VHS came in there and I remember when it got like, we, we never had anything like that. And I remember when it got so cheap that my dad in the 80s bought a VHS for 100 bucks. Game over. The internet is not what killed the world. <clears throat> VHS. <laughs> I would say That's that it is. started the. Um, I would say that it started the the trajectory. Mm-hmm. Is what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Somebody finally got it in the chat. Cheyenne Dalton was the name of the. Oh, the girl okay. From, I'm not even seeing yeah. the chat. The chat's not even scrolling for me, so I'm not even really sure what's up. Yeah. Um, the last message I see in the chat is from Razor JB. Um, maybe my internet's faster than yours. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Maybe maybe my interface here, because I'm going through like a different interface, so I don't actually... Oh. Yeah, I'm not getting the normal chat, and it might have been like... Uh, there's a message from Razor JB, and then I said, smash those thumbs ups. That's the last thing I saw. Oh, uh, okay. Even yeah, I was going to about... say to you, like, did, did you two pull us? Did we talk about too much uh, personal stuff and not gun stuff? So they pulled yeah. us. 
Uh, I don't know. I'm not even. <laughs> I'm not even paying attention. We probably should switch gears to gun yeah. stuff because we are 40 minutes into the into oh, the really? show. Did that happen? Yeah. How did that? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it always happens. It always happens. Okay, let's talk. We were. We did. We talked about gun stuff. We talked. Yeah, about we Frank started Ram- with gun yeah, stuff. Frank yeah. Armory. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What guns? Let's do. You want to do this? You want to ask the people what gun stuff they want to talk about? Yeah. That's what it. gun stuff do you guys yeah. want to talk about? Yeah, Put it in the chat. Yeah. And uh, we'll see if we can get to it today. Yeah, tell us. You're going to have to tell Curtis because I can't see it right now. I'm not getting the chat. Let me comment in here. Let me put, can now. you guys see this? Because I'm supposed to be able to comment, but... See it my- may, I may be a little bit behind, but um, but I'll see if it pops up. Yeah. I'll tell you when it does. Yesterday, everyone was crazy about the uh, about the debate. Are you even into that? So I turned it, I was working on some, some video mm-hmm. last night, so I mm-hmm. took it and put it up in the sidebar, mm-hmm. uh, and my God, it was terrible. <laughs> like, I, the only winner of that debate, I posted it on Facebook earlier, the only winner of that debate was Chris Wallace. Thank you very much. Really? <laughs> yeah, because he had one line where he was like, hey, I think the country would be better served if you guys stopped acting like children or something like mm-hmm. that. And I'm like... The only woke person in that room. Yeah. So, from what and I, I don't, I don't like Chris Wallace at all. By the way. So. Um. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I thought? So let me see. Let me see my honest opinion of that. And I did. I didn't really want to look at it. Lola was very interested in that. Um. So when we went back, we looked at the whole thing. I think that Chris Wall. I think that Trump was debating Chris Wallace and Biden. That's that's the way I see that. Right. Um, and I think Trump is a typical New Yorker, so I can always, whenever I see him carrying on like that, it reminds me of a New Yorker. That's how we are. If so, you say something to us, we're going to go come right back at you. So the, the problem, I think that, I think that the, if you look at it in a vacuum mm-hmm. without having any kind of like characterizations to mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. it looks all over the place. Yeah. But that's kind of how... New York people run, and then, and I would say that Trump, and I'm for the record, mm-hmm. been on record saying that not like a Trump sycophant or anything. Mm-hmm. The way Trump works is he's kind of he'll be running a line, and then he'll have a stream of consciousness moment. He'll run over that right. way, and then that <laughs> one will connect to something else, and he's going over that way. Yeah. So it looks like it's looks you know, crazy. All over the, yeah. It looks crazy, mm-hmm. but that's just the way his brain works. Then you got like uh, dumb old Joe over there who can't you know can barely keep his head up they probably gave him a big old sniff right oh before the- that's yeah first of all first of all i gotta say he looked very pale but he did look like they gave him a lot of rest before this and then injected the living crap gave him some of the good juice and he yeah. looked like he because he was up he wasn't falling asleep but he was doing this weird thing like even we're, we're not in the same room at each other but we're talking i'm looking at you he would not look at trump yeah Right. So to me, that shows fear. If you're talking to a person and they can't make eye contact with you, that's so even if we're mad and we're talking and we're we're looking at each other, you know, it's kind of a human thing that we know what this other guy is going to do. We know if he's getting he's getting to that point that he's going to make a move or whatever. But if you're having an argument like that with someone and you're not looking at them. You're to me that just that's just weakness as far as I'm there's concerned. a there's a lot of deep psychology that goes into that with mm-hmm. um, how the human eye evolved and like all that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. How you can you can tell 
if from if somebody's across the room, mm -hmm. you can tell if somebody's looking at you or not mm -hmm. because of the way your eyes are constructed, mm -hmm. the the human human vision is is zeroes in on the white and the black and the dark section of the eye to tell mm -hmm. you where that person is looking, whether they, you can tell if they're looking at you or mm -hmm. if they're looking beside you. Mm -hmm. It's very, very specific because that is an aggressive, tr that is an aggression thing. Yeah. It's survival. It's a, you need that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's yeah. a whole lot of stuff that goes into that and you're, yeah. and you're right about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I find you can decode like a lot of, one of the problems that we're having in society with people not being able to deal with each other or people not being able to interface, let's say with police officers, that's one of them right there. That's one of, that's one of the big things right there that they can't plug in. And then and this is why people are getting disconnected and don't realize they're dealing with another human being. Right. Because they're not looking at that person and talking to them. And I've been pulled over and gone through lots of things. I grew up in New York City. So <laughs> I've had cops uh, point guns at my head, all kinds of stuff. Right. But, you know, I just think that that's something that to me was really weird. And every time he was talking, he looked out to the <laughs> to the like the cameras or something. And he was talking to the cameras or he was trying to get Chris Wallace to save him. I think Chris Wallace was more, was trying to save him. And I actually think that Trump was pulling back. And I know that sounds weird. So I would say that the whole thing, because you had that differing dynamic and it was also a hostile room, mm -hmm. like, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that anybody could look at that debate and say that it wasn't a hostile situation. Mm -hmm. I think he would have been much better served if he had came come in as kind of that calm, cool, collected Trump mm -hmm. that is waiting for the right opportunity to give the uppercut type thing, mm -hmm. right? And that's one of the things that I really liked about his previous campaign mm -hmm. is that it was the, like the moment where, where, for instance, Hillary said, well, I'm glad that, you know, somebody like with the temperament of Donald Trump is, is not in the, not the leader of the country. Mm -hmm. And he's like, because you would be, yeah, in, jail. be in jail. Yeah. He was if, more cool if, and relaxed. I think he was much, much more cool yeah. and relaxed. He was very defensive this time and it mm -hmm. made him look really weak in yeah. my opinion. Well, he, so, it, so I think fragile. I think that, I think what happened, <clears throat> if I want <clears throat> to, excuse me, if I want to strategize what happened there, I think he tried to pull back because they, they probably said, Hey, these guys are going to try to make you look crazy and push that message that you're you're way out there. And I think that's what you could see that body language in Biden. When when Trump's going after him, he's like, oh, look, see, he's, you know, he's doing that kind of thing, trying to tell people, OK, he's crazy. But it was that's not good for Biden either. Right. Mm. So. No. But I think Trump tried to pull back. But when he realized that Wallace was going in on him. You know, I don't really think Wallace was being really, really fair and balanced or whatever in there, right? And he and was, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah, and we kind of knew that, and I know lots of people were mad at him. I'm not mad at him. Like you said, he's kind of ha he he has a job here, and this was all negotiated out. So they're not going to find the person who's going to help uh, Trump beat up on Biden. That was never going to happen. But Trump yeah. didn't stay cool once all of that happened. He went in. And I know I'm like that too, right? If someone goes in on me, I'm just going to be in defensive mode. Like, oh, okay. He's on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, know. he could have, yes. He could have still been defensive, but not 
done because I think that his really good line that he had was the one where it, they said, hey, you're being really irresponsible with these big rallies. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's like, well, you know, if you could get more than three people to show up, yeah. then you would have a big rally, too. Like. Yeah. The sting yeah. on that. He was had a couple really, of zingers like that. He had a couple but the, of zingers. But the but the real that could have been a really heavy hit if it yeah. wasn't so yeah. abstracted the whole time. Like yeah. if he wasn't throwing a tantrum the whole time yeah. is how it looked. Then it would have been much more effective, I think. If it would have been the same demeanor in which he stung that one to Hillary, mm-hmm. you know, four years ago then that would have been a much more brutal hit mm-hmm. than if it would have if it wouldn't have been just all over the place. So I'll put it like this uh, before we before mm-hmm. we go too far into the political weeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, my girlfriend is um, a medical professional mm-hmm. and she like she was like listening to it. She's and Biden said he hasn't fixed covid yet. And she's just like <laughs> she just like off we're done with this i've got uh you know this is that's insane how will we how will we i don't care who's listen if obama was president and i did not i was not an obama fan right if obama was president and we had this the same thing going down how do we blame him for covid how do we blame him for that no and that's and therein goes the you know i don't want to get this whole thing shut down with Mm -hmm. the youtube gods or anything but i think that it's I think that everybody knows what that particular crisis has been used for and mm-hmm. how it's being used. Mm-hmm. And we, and if you have two neurons that fire in the same direction, you knew that what happened with that last night mm-hmm. was the ulterior motive for the state of affairs in this country with that current situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you knew that's exactly what it was going to be used for, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what how they did it. And I'm yeah. like, wow, that wasn't predictable at all. Yeah. And no one, I mean, I, I don't know how many people are actually, the, the whole question of all of this, looking at this stuff, I think is one, how many people are even tuning into that? How many people really care? Um, I feel like most people out there are sick and tired of what's going on. And honestly, even though it's been 200,000 plus people that have died, as cruel as that may sound, that's a small number. So I'll give you to again, not to mm-hmm. dig deep in down the COVID mm-hmm. hole mm-hmm. right here, right. but I have I have a piece of anecdotal experience mm-hmm. here that I can give it to everybody mm-hmm. that I think really gives a, a a decent snapshot of how the country is operating right now mm-hmm. with this with respect to this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, I one month apart, I took two flights into Chicago. One I puddle jumped from Chicago. The second one. I puddle jump from Chicago to Moline Airport, which is a really nice airport, by the way. Mm-hmm. Chicago Airport is terrible. Okay. Uh, but anyway, two months ago, I flew into Chicago. Mm-hmm. And they said when we landed, hey, everybody, social distancing, we want you to stay in your seats and we're going to dismiss you by rows so mm-hmm. that you know you can go up, right? Okay. Everybody stayed in their seats. Seatbelt sign came off. Everybody stayed still. Nobody touched their shit. Mm-hmm. And then they started dismissing people. It was orderly. Everybody got off. One month later to the day, I'm at the same airport on the same airplane, actually, mm-hmm. the exact same airplane. Um, I remember it because there was a black mark on the wall when I walked in and I saw the exact same black. But anyway, okay. same, same flight, same, same, same flight time, um, all that jazz. They say the same thing. Seatbelt sign flicks on. And everybody is in the rows as soon as the seatbelt sign <laughs> comes on. And people, I saw, I counted seven times where I saw a, a stewardess come by. Can you call him a stewardess? A flight attendant? Uh, uh, can't. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't know, mm-hmm. um, came by and asked people to put their masks back on, on the plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I'm at this point in time, I think the country has beso- decided that, look, I think we're done with this dog and pony mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is it, is, did the, the people, the mortality rate is, is horrible, horrible. Mm-hmm. And I think that the president said that last night, that it's not good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Loss of human life is never good. Right. We're at least I don't I don't know about the entire audience, but I value human life. Mm-hmm. OK. And in, I, to me, it has intrinsic value. Yeah. So it's terrible when human beings lose their lives. Mm-hmm. However, I'm I'm predicting that we're going to have a very, very bad flu season this year. Mm-hmm. And it's also going to cause other issues along those lines. And I want to see how those numbers stack up. Mm hmm. Yes, a lot of people have died from this thing. However, I think that it has been jazzed up, especially the infection rates, because a lot of people don't realize this. My brother is also a medical professional, mm-hmm. and he had to he had to have he has to have COVID tests. Mm-hmm. And how this works is when you have a positive COVID swab, mm-hmm. you then have to retest, you know, over a period of time, and they count. Each of those tests, they just go to a database. They aren't really assigned to a name. They're just like, hey, we had this many positive tests. Well, if that person's six tests deep, they're just putting those in the bank. So the number keeps going up and up and up and up. And it's really not the number of cases. It's the number of positive tests. You have mm-hmm. to look You have to look very specifically mm-hmm. at the data that you're being fed and its sources. Because mm-hmm. you, can make, you can say anything and have statistics to support it depending on how you play with the numbers. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. So yeah, uh, that is one of the very first things I was taught as a scientist in school is that you can get statistics to say just about anything you want mm-hmm. if you stretch the data the right way. Yeah, yeah. And also, I just think, I mean, if you're looking at a lot of what went on here, Lola, for example, works in a medical field um, and she works at a hospital and the, the particular building she's working in here is the building that they are sending everyone here to go test. Um, so she had... They, they're wearing masks, okay? Um, they're, they're rationing the mask to them. So they're not changing that mask every day. So, they, so this has been going on the entire time. First of all, they weren't wearing masks, okay? Then they were like, oh, everyone... Because if you remember, as Trump was trying to say last night, Fauci said masks not necessary, right? Because they're not. I mean, what's it going to actually do? There's a whole bunch of point of contacts... <laughs> that you could get something the mask is not the only one and it's also not airtight so there are two things i want to make a point on that and we should probably move on to some yeah stuff. yeah we absolutely stuff. yeah yeah um oh i see things. the chat is the chat is rolling in now actually yeah okay mm-hmm. so you have you have multiple mucosa membranes mm-hmm. which are the places where they're hot and wet and they absorb things mm-hmm. and like they, those are major avenues for infection mm-hmm. specifically viruses mm-hmm. uh, there are small capillaries in your eye and they are surrounded by mucosa membranes. What happens if a COVID particle lands in your eye? Are we now going to require everybody to wear a scuba mask when they go out to the, to the store? Like seriously speaking, yeah. like this is a real concern. Yeah. Also like, your eyes, your eyes, your eyes are much more exposed on a regular basis mm-hmm. than your mouth. Yeah. Just think, think about the amount of time your eyes are open every day versus the amount of time your mouth is open every day. Yeah. Obviously, uh, our amount of mouth open right now is really, really <laughs> high, but because we're jawed. Yeah. Um, the the other thing I would say is there was a video that came out, and this really this really pissed me off actually. 
Uh, they did some Schlieren imagery. If anybody isn't familiar with that, it's a point source pointed at a high-speed camera, and you basically get the shadow. Mm-hmm. And all it allows you to do is see air currents and things like that. Okay. They did. They did sneezing versus not sneezing and cough versus or excuse me sneezing covered sneezing uncovered coughing uncovered coughing yeah, how covered. far it travels and all that how far it travels mm-hmm. yes they did it in the profile they did nothing pointed right at the person mm-hmm. and the thing is yes duh there's a barrier there that's gonna you're gonna sneeze through mm-hmm. you're gonna sneeze it and of course it's gonna re- I mean, it's a barrier. That only makes sense. Yeah. I'm very interested in what happens to the jets that come out the side. So if I sacrifice six feet of travel forward, if I say it stops six foot of travel forward, Mm -hmm. but then I then gain five feet on both sides, which is worse. The other thing I would say is it's not, it also goes up and down. Mm -hmm. So those are those particles that are going straight up finer and then hanging out and raining down. It, really, the no. tech is really bad. None of it that, makes sense, man. I mean, and if no. you if you imagine what happens, and this is probably going to be disgusting, but you're using you're you're dropping a deuce and you flush. What do you think's happening? I mean, this you know this yeah this there's but, so much in our environment that honestly, even though there's something out there, we're all better off just dealing with whatever happens. If you're someone that has all these pre-existing conditions, especially layered, then you want to take. Uh, you know, you want to take some precautions. Yes. And we just all need to move on. Because <laughs> I, I don't think that, and that's the thing that uh, I want to make abundantly clear here, mm-hmm. is I'm not saying that you shouldn't protect yourself, mm-hmm. right? If you think that you are a person that is at risk mm-hmm. for serious complications of this, you should, you should be paying attention mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. You should also, we should all be doing things mm-hmm. like washing our hands, mm-hmm. all right? Paying attention to what we're doing, like when we touch our face, all that sort of stuff. There are things that you can do. I don't know that muzzling everybody is really doing a whole lot of stuff. And I'll leave you with one more thing that is absolutely absurd Mm -hmm. that I have heard. Mm -hmm. I have a friend who is a chemistry teacher in a high school. Mm -hmm. And their solution to to their interpretation of the CDC guidelines are that if you move around every 15 minutes – then, uh, or excuse me, um, that you are much less, the CDC says you're much less likely to contract the disease if you spend less than 15 minutes in contact with somebody. Well, what is that based on, right? If you spend 15 minutes making out with them, I don't, it yeah. doesn't matter, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, but I think what they're trying to say is it's a close proximity thing, how much they're breathing and all that sort of stuff, microclimate versus macroclimate. So this particular school has decided that the way that they're going to abide by the CDC guidelines is they're going to ring a bell every 15 minutes and everybody's going to get up and go sit by somebody else. Oh, my God. Are you still in the same pool? <laughs> yeah. I was like, he said that, and I was like, you, you, you're, you're, you're shitting me. That, that is not real. And he showed me the documentation. I was like, oh, my God, this is on school letterhead. This is a We're, real thing. We've and suspended I'm, science. We've suspended science, man. When Lola was telling me that, first of all, she gets like one mask for every three days, okay, that's insanity, in a hospital where mm-hmm. everyone's coming through there to test also, right? And, you know, and then also they're not testing them all the time. They're only going to test them if they feel like something's wrong. Mm-hmm. By that time, it's way too late. <laughs> uh, so. 
Yeah, I mean, we can get keep. We can yeah, keep going. Yeah, on this yeah, time. yeah. There's, yeah, so, should, there's so many stupid, yeah. so much stupid yeah. shit that's going on with it. It's crazy. I, but again, and I think actually mm-hmm. uh, to close out um, the topic, I think that because there's so much stupid shit that's going on with it, that I think that has actually driven people the other direction, mm-hmm. where people are actually being probably less responsible than they should mm-hmm. because they're like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, whatever you, what are you going to do to me next yeah. type thing? Yeah. And I think we'll see, we'll see the reflection of that. We'll see whether or not it's working politically. That's how we got into all of this. And people are saying, oh, we're just not, we're going to hate the guy who was in here when this happened because we're going to blame it on him. Or we'll see if people are going to identify who's trying to hold them down and suppress them and, you know, make them go through these things. And I think that's the big fight that we're seeing at some point here in a couple of weeks, uh, less than a month here, we'll see people <laughs> make a choice. If it's, you know, if we can even trust what the choice is, we'll, we'll find out about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you, I, do you see, uh, do you, what gun thing do people want us to get into here? Do you see? Uh, let me see here. Cause my um, thing's coming in slow. Like I got a big chunk. I'm, of, yeah, I got a whole big chunk. Yeah. I think it is just running slow. I think it's being updated really slow. Yeah. Um, so um, I will scroll through this really quick yeah, and look for some stuff. See. And I see uh, the people saying like, "Hey, is this?" You know, I don't think. Uh, yeah. I don't think uh, it's pro- we probably talked about too much stuff that was uh, controversial and it got yeah. throttled. That's because but. that's because we didn't, and then we also didn't. Uh, yeah, who knows what's going on out there? We yeah. have we have a lot of people out there. Looking at now, this. I will I will say this though. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one gun thing mm-hmm. that I will put out since it's already getting throttled, we might as well. Right. Um, yeah, this past a uh, uh, couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. I dropped the uh, the VSO brand rifles. Oh yes, I saw you talking about uh, the gun world. I did. I wanted to talk to you about the expensive stuff. Is that where you're going? Or yeah, okay. Yeah, so tell so, us about the rifles though, VSO brand rifles. So okay. basically, um, I have two businesses. One is the media side of stuff that you guys see, mm-hmm. and then the other is the R and D company. So that's the company that does all the contracts for, mm-hmm. like, hey, we're going to test this thing. They send us stuff, we break it, type mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. you know, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. My my bread and butter right business. Well, because I'm an O seven SOT. Okay. Uh, I'm like, okay, well, I hold this license. I'm legally allowed to manufacture guns now. I would be leaving money on the table if I didn't try to go do that, right. essentially. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where I started. I started the project a year ago uh, as far as R&D is concerned. Mm-hmm. And then we've, we've finally got a rifle that's available out on the market. A full rifle? A full rifle. You okay. can go... You can go and you have to do all Where's this stuff. Where's my T&E, man? What happened? <laughs> yeah, I knew that that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. Um, I want the, a uh, free gun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, you're not. You'd be surprised how many people have. Like, dude, like, you know me. It's me, right? dude. Like, well, no, it's like I, I've had I've had people that have, like, uh, who like literally send me, like, formal emails yeah. to, like, like, dude, are you, are you, you got to be screwing with me right now. Right, like they sent right. me their forum email and like all the stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Their, uh, their proposal. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh boy. <laughs> it's like, really? Yeah. Um, okay. So there's a full rifle, this. full rifle out. Um, yes. just, is it just one particular setup on a there's, rifle or multiple options? There's uh there's two variants. Mm-hmm. We have, we're calling them red and blue. Red and blue. Okay. Uh, I, and if you, that's not the actual. Where, where do color. I find these, by the way, so I could just pull up the like the website or something? Uh, 
VSordnance.com. VSordnance, okay. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so there's basically two. We kind of went with a more retro look, and the idea was I wanted a rifle that literally can come out of the box and be ready to do whatever it is that you, that you um, whether it's target shooting or self-defense or any of those sort of things. Um, the idea was to use the retro look with the front sight tower and everything to make a bomb-proof gun. Okay. Basically. So the thing is perfectly gassed, and I actually have a friend of mine who uh, purchased one the other day, and he owns a silencer company. Okay. And he is going to basically take it out and literally run the guts out of it for me so that um, so that we know how it plays suppress. And basically, uh, I did a little bit of testing. I suggested he uses an, like an H2 in it for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically... Uh, we kind of looked at it and we're like, hey, you know, what can we do a retro look for? And then also pack as much modern functionality in it with that look. Okay. So it's got um, M-lock uh, handguards. It's got um, dual aperture sights. It's got the new Mission First crap all over it. Okay. Um, I really like their uh, their – I really wanted to use their Extreme Duty stock. Because I looked at it, I was like, "Wow, this thing is made for 12 gauges and 308s, and it's really heavy duty. Mm-hmm. And it would be really, it would be far superior to feed to somebody if you had to. Okay. Like, yeah. So, uh, you people can go and, and check it out. Yeah, uh, I see we, you've got like an Instagram and stuff like that too, right? Um, no, no, that's your okay. That's your yeah, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's right. I haven't opened the Instagram for that particular um, side of the business yet. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if I I might. I don't know. I have a hard time managing all the social networking yeah. accounts that I already have. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to so. be crazy. Is it? Uh, let me see. Hold on. I'm trying to. VSordnance.com. Is it? Uh, do I need to take out the S? If I'm trying to. I'm trying to search it. Okay, hold on. This is it. I found it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just want to throw it up on the screen while we're talking about it. Okay, so here we go. So 1100 and 1200 bucks. That's not bad. In today's market, yeah, and one of the things that we did um, is I literally I dropped them at a, at a little bit higher price because I built in uh, distributor pricing, okay, bottle and all that sort of stuff in there. If a if a if a retail shop wanted to get a couple of them, I originally had the price built to be able to to support that, uh, and I'm like, you know what, screw that. Yeah, I like, like restricted why? for not restricted for civilian non-government use only. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we went yeah, there. That's cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the idea was that by pulling that pricing out, mm-hmm. that buffer, mm-hmm. that people can get it. The informed consumer can get it more readily mm-hmm. at one hundred fifty dollars less than. Um, than they than it, what it was originally marked because I don't okay. I just don't think that it's fair. I think that if people are doing their homework mm-hmm. and going through this going through the system that we've built, then why should they be punished? You know, for that if mm-hmm. if a retail shop wants to buy them and stock them, well, mm-hmm. they can use the internet just as good. Okay, I see. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I saw you were talking about the whole. Uh... The whole business of building and selling stuff and how you figure it out is not not as awesome as it looks. Yeah, 
Yeah, I did a video. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're if you are a person who is thinking, I'm going to point right at my camera. Okay. If you are a person <laughs> that thinks that you want to get into uh, the industry as a gun manufacturer, go watch that video. Yeah, and so then you wasn't. Then, then, then don't do it. <laughs> yeah, and then don't do it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But one of the things that I wanted to do with that video is specifically show people how things are built mm-hmm. and how how the the price point is arrived at mm-hmm. so it's not just the there it's not just buying the parts mm-hmm. it's not just having to know how to put them together and the sm- the subtle nuances of how to take a par- a pile of parts to turn them into a really good rifle mm-hmm. right that you need experience to do mm-hmm. it's not just those it's all the other bullshit that you have to do mm-hmm. that eventually raises that price point it has to yeah. Yeah, and I went through the top three that really impacted uh, that process, mm-hmm. and will continue to impact that progress that process forever mm-hmm. um, yeah. until until the way that business is done in the United States changes. And in 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 general, mm-hmm. let alone in the arms industry, there's these they're going to continue to be a thing. And then then on top of that I, there was a fourth bonus one in that video that everybody should be aware yeah. of you guys well. should go look at that if you're interested i think it's that a, was good it's video. a decent video it's a yeah. decent video and i know I, you've like someone may think if someone thinks like curtis just decided one day oh i'm going to i'm going to be cool and make a rifle i think you've been doing this for a while right this is it's, didn't come it's out taken us, it's, yeah it's taken a full year mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so um, cuz i remember even seeing you at shot show talking to different companies about stuff Something in the back of my mind. Yeah. So I it's been more seeing, than... seeing each other somewhere, but it was like at SHOT Show, but not related to what we would usually do. And you were looking at something from a manufacturing point of view. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that happened. Um, yeah, that happened. What was that like last January? That was. I think you already had stuff rolling by then. Yeah, I already had some stuff going by then. Yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah, I was looking for something specific. Yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like I said, my memory's not that great, but I do remember that in the back of my mind, um, talking about it. And and it's just not an easy thing. Like, um, you know, uh, Safety Harbor, for example, manufacture. Look, there's so much going on here. You guys don't realize. We were talking about Franklin Armory. Um, <laughs> One of the things, and so I know there's people who don't necessarily like the Franklin Armory guys for whatever reason. I, I get all of that. These guys are actually trying to come up with solutions uh, for things going on in different states and all that. People are hating on them in the gun world, and then the states are hating on them, and they're spending money trying to – imagine trying to get a rifle in California. Yeah. Get that thing on that list, you know? Imagine when, like, the police in a place and the the uh, the governor and all and the and the attorney generals of a state like in New Jersey. I think Franklin Armory has that fight going on with New Jersey. Imagine when they're using the people's money to fight a company. You know, yeah. this is how insane and how um, crazy it could be trying to manufacture things. So, for sure, yeah. man, I know how that goes. Yeah, it's 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 kind of nuts, mm-hmm. and so there's that side. The good news is we haven't had any regulatory issues. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it does was it actually. Help, does it help? You're in Ohio, right? Yes. Yeah, so we does are in help? a free state. Okay. Um, and I'm actually very friendly with my 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 agent 
Mm-hmm. I got I got the lottery. I basically won the lottery for my ATF agent. Okay. Basically, he's, um, a good, I, he's a gun dude. Like he's a gun dude, and like when he showed up to do my inspection, I was like, "Hey, man!" He's like, "He's like, hey, do you have any security?" And I'm like, "Yeah, security system there, backup security system over there, big vault downstairs. You want to see it?" And he's like, "No, nah, I saw the video." I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, um, that's good. <laughs> but on top, but on top of that, um, he is very responsive. Mm-hmm. So if I have a question, he told me right out the gate during my initial site inspection, hey, um, if you have problems or questions, call me. And because of that. Um, a lot of people kind of wander through the process and make a whole bunch of mistakes. Mm-hmm. I basically wrote in, in, in and some of it is left to interpretation. Mm-hmm. Some of it is like, Hey, you need to do this. We don't really care how you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I literally wrote a couple procedures mm-hmm. for, for the business and submitted to them. They're like, yeah, we like this. Just change this one line to do this other thing. We would really like to see it this way. And then you'll be okay. And just okay. do it that way. And you'll never have a problem. And I'm like, Cool story. We're going to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't think people realize how nerdy you are. That's why I like talking to you. I hope people <laughs> like actually get up on that. You you know, big nerd. I am a super nerd. <laughs> He's way nerd. more, way nerdier than I am. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, like you remind me of my brother, for example, who's a big nerd, but then also a big dude. <laughs> and people don't calculate that. So it's funny. Like, okay, I'll give you an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I am teaching myself the drone pilot stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go get my 107 to do commercial drone piloting okay. type stuff because, uh, there's a bunch of stuff that goes on in this area and mm-hmm. that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I've been asked on multiple occasions to do commercial photography from okay. an aerial perspective. And I have to turn the work down mm-hmm. because I'm like, yeah, that's like totally a felony. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, it looks like the chat's working. I know people are asking. Um, and then someone said, are you building the rifles? Or I think it's Armament and Axis says, uh, so are you building the rifles, uh, all the rifles, or does someone else build them? No, I physically okay. put together and QC'd all those rifles. So um, some of the guys uh, helped out mm-hmm. like on certain parts, like... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Spangers, for instance, put all the trigger springs in, right? Mm-hmm. He he went through and he put all the trigger springs on all the hammers, okay? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that sort of thing. So you're like, technically running a gun guy sweatshop is what you're saying. Pretty much, but I gave him a whole bunch of beer. So... <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. If the, okay, you gave him the beer after. Yes, yes, yes. After yeah. the build. Yeah, yeah. If you get your rifle and it smells a little bearish. No, no, nothing like that. No, right, not, no. nothing like that. No, we don't mix the two. That's not okay. No. Right. Uh, but that was like tongue in cheek. But Right, right, right. Basically, each see, of those. See those, those legal things. You got to keep all yeah. that. See? So. Keep all that going. Uh, but each of those, those rifles uh, all have QC checks at five different points in the build mm. process. So it's not like I sat there and I'm like, okay, I'm like, you can't just sit there and build a rifle start to finish. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have enough space to Mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 
you go through and one day I go through and I put all the, I put all the front detents in mm-hmm. and I, or I completed all the lowers mm-hmm. and then another, you know, and then I, you know, that probably takes a couple days. Mm-hmm. Each time I get a batch of stuff in, that's what the process looks like. It'll start, okay. you know, we're going to put the lower together mm-hmm. and then I'll put the lower together and I'll do whatever the, whatever the order batch is basically. Mm-hmm. And then I move on to the next stop and the next stop and the next mm-hmm. stop. So you get down to the, you get down to the end and essentially you end up with two halves of the rifle that have been QC'd at multiple points. Mm-hmm. And then you put the two together and then they all go for test fire and final QC. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and VSL's putting his name on it. So yeah, I'm yeah. not screwing around with these. Yeah. This is not, this is not put together. It's some other location in the country. Yeah, I'm sure you are imagining some gun guy will go out there and get one of those just to make a video. Like, here I am, torture testing. I would absolutely love if somebody bought one and went and torture tested it um, or took it through a a training course or something like that. That would be ecstatic. I would be absolutely ecstatic if somebody did that. Um, I'm pretty confident in it. As as I said, part of that – year-long process is it wasn't just it took me a year to get mm-hmm. it didn't take me a year to get all the parts mm-hmm. right it took me a year to get all the back end put together it took me a year to do all the testing so um the very first one that we came that came off the line was my was my brother's gun okay and it, and we used that one specifically because it was a blem okay. <laughs> so he's like he's like this one has a mark on it can i has it you know? <laughs> Yeah, basically, I can, I can that, imagine that. Yeah, that's how it, that's how it went, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, you know, we'd, uh, we'll put that one together, and you can buy it at cost, you know, yeah. or whatever. Uh, so that's yeah, yeah. Len so, wants to know how many you're doing it. You're turning out a day. How many am I turning out a day? Yeah, right now, my max that I turned out a day was 15. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, a bigger number out, than I thought, but okay. yeah, yeah, it, it, that was a very long day. Okay. Uh-huh. So I currently have all the components that I'm going to be able to get in for the 2020 run. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I hate because of the political situation in this country right now, mm-hmm. components. And I touched on this somewhat in the, in the video that I made mm-hmm. components are very difficult to come by right now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because of that, I, I, what I think is going to happen is we'll probably run through all the run that we've done that I have in house right now for 2020. Mm-hmm. I have enough to keep, keep to to keep it building for a little while, um, and then we'll we'll probably rehash for 2021. We might do a pre-order just to kind of gauge interest, mm-hmm. where it'd be like, hey, you know, pre-order 200 bucks, and then you're locked in at this price no matter what happens, you know, mm-hmm. in 20. In, in, in 2021 mm-hmm. we might do that i don't know i haven't i'm kind of conflicted about it because i'm yeah. i'm on record talking yeah. about pre-order before yeah and then okay. yeah you're holding on to someone's money and then they're making videos about that yeah and like, now where's, I'm like, my, ah. where's my gun vso yeah, yeah and i'm like ah, i don't know if i really want to but then at the same time i also don't want to undershoot it where I'll, like if i if if 500 people want rifles you know by april mm-hmm I'm probably like my in my mind that is not the size of order that I would make for delivery in January, right? Mm-hmm. Like right now, I wouldn't probably make an order of that size right now unless I had demonstrated 
you know, somebody's like, you know, if if they if I put that up and 500 people want them, then I'm gonna call the 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 OEM shop that makes my mm-hmm. uh, lower receiver mm-hmm. and say, hey, bro, I need a thousand lowers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Move me to the front of the line right now. Shut up and take my money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Kermit loves bacon. Wants to know what the, what's their chambering. Five five six right now. They're five, five, okay. both, both variants are in five five six. <sighs> we have two other calibers planned for delivery by mid twenty twenty one. Okay. Interesting. We're in R and D right now on them. I'm actually, um, I'm actually planning on some R and D work this this weekend mm-hmm. because I needed access, and this may actually give too much away, but I'm going to do it anyway. I my PVS 14 is not here yet. Okay. I do not have my PVS 14. My, um, so I'm actually borrowing my brother's to be able to use it for testing hmm. because th- that, that particular rifle will be specifically geared towards the night vision community. Okay. So a very specific thing. And to do that, I have a couple different things that we're, we're looking at different things that have to move to be able to get it mm-hmm. and to be able to see it. Mm-hmm. I need, I need, I need, Light enhancement. Okay, and then uh, Kermit loves bacon. Has a follow up. He says, "Why five five six and not two two three wild?" Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, they are chambered in five five six, not two two three wild. I thought, why five five six, not two two three? I thought the dude was actually making a joke. Yeah. Um, two three wild. Uh, really, I don't really notice a difference as far as performance is concerned, mm-hmm. and. The reason I went 5.56 is because the barrel that I wanted was available in 5.56. It was not available. The technology hadn't been ported over to 2.23 Wild yet. Okay. So, yeah, at the is, time... Is there a trend going more in the 2.23 Wild direction than 5.56? I mean, five, five, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there, okay. there is a lot of movement to, to, towards 2.23 Wild, mm-hmm. but, like, to be honest, I don't really... Like from my own testing, I don't see a whole lot of performance difference. Like mm-hmm. what translates onto paper, mm-hmm. I don't really see it. Okay. So yeah, I don't see a major difference between the two, to the point where it would, where some where I would tell somebody they need to spend an extra like fifty bucks on a on a gun because it says two two three wild on it versus five five six. Yeah. You yeah. see what I mean. No, I know. I mean, and I don't get as in-depth as you. That's why I'm interested in that, because I know that was like a thing for a little while, and I saw some guns, and I probably even had a couple things that were 223 wild, but yeah, I don't know what the... I'm I not. would say, to me, the most important thing is how that barrel was made, and it's and what type of barrel it is. So, if it's a 4140, and it's got some kind of nitride on it or some other kind of, you know, what I would call, um, second tier finish. Mm-hmm. I, for instance, we, a lot of people would be like, how come it doesn't have a chrome line barrel? And I'd be like, cause chrome line barrels suck. Mm-hmm. That's why 
Like mm-hmm. this whole thing that our people pre-programmed, the status quo in the last five years has been challenged in a big way as far as AR technology is concerned. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't suggest anybody buy a chrome line barrel anymore. Mm-hmm. I did a test for uh, with ballistic advantage mm-hmm. uh, over the course of last year. Mm-hmm. And we actually used the 10.5 inch barrel variant on, in our machine gun. Mm-hmm. And I have to, to date logged over 14,000 rounds of mm-hmm. fully automatic fire through that gun. Mm-hmm. And it still shoots a two inch group. It is yeah. not a chrome line barrel. Mm-hmm. It is a QPQ barrel quench polish quench which is the same barrel that we used in the rifles only they're 16 inches long okay because nobody because nobody actually formed fours short barrel rifles anymore mm-hmm. everybody formed ones them mm-hmm. okay like, yeah um let me see oh you know what i wanted to ask you about this um how come there's not just lowers how come we don't have just the vso lower option um because um i really just um Come it's on, almost like us poor it's YouTubers, almost, man. Yeah, they, it's uh, it's almost like a brand protection thing, okay. to be honest. Okay. Um, where like I don't want I don't want my logo next mm-hmm. to some trash, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, if that gun has a problem and it has my name written on the side of it, mm-hmm. and that gun can come back to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if it's got VS ordinance. Yeah, but Hank Ridden. Strange built up some kind of rifle. Yeah, if you put some you know bullshit on top of it and blows up in your face, that ain't my fault. I make a so, bullpup out of it. Yeah, that ain't my fault. So it's like one of those things like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, now if somebody buys one and they want certain components installed on it, I'll absolutely do that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I tell people like, hey, I put the best trigger I could in it for and still stick to the to the mainstay, which mm-hmm. is like, hey, I, I want it to be a mil-spec style trigger. Mm-hmm. I didn't want a trigger pack. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to have all of those individual components. And we got a five and a half pound trigger out of the out of the thing. The best one that I tested in the whole uh, to to date of the ones that I've built is a four and a half pound trigger. Mm-hmm. And the worst one was a five and a, uh, five and a half. Okay. So okay. I did a pretty good. I did a pretty good job on the trigger as mm-hmm. is. If mm-hmm. somebody wants a CMC, buy it and send it to me. I'll drop it in your gun right now. Oh, okay, cool. And then and then uh, th- I don't know what the price difference will be. No, if they if they're if they're purchasing the item and sending it to me, I don't give a shit. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, so let me see here. A couple things. Shout out to Hootie Who. I see him out there. He says we're talking about some nerdy stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Can I say? Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Brian Quick says, "Curious as to what Curtis thinks of dead air silencers." Um, okay. Yeah. What do you think about those guys? I know you're doing lots uh, of silencer testing. Um, yeah. So we were for a while known as the silencer guy. Right. Like, like those guys. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I was actually one of the first, quote unquote. I, I hate to use this term, but YouTubers to mm-hmm. get their SOT. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, then some guys. Um, came in and, and has since done some stuff. So mm-hmm. the, that, that's a good thing because silencers are now, again, proliferating through the market again. There was mm-hmm. a kind of a slump right after 41F. Yeah. Uh, there was a problem where a lot of people were bummed about the Hearing Protection Act, which is mm-hmm. probably never going to happen, by the way. So if you're waiting for that, just forget about it. You could add your shit by now. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dead Air is one of my favorite brands. So okay. I, am, I literally have... 
Mike Pappas's cell phone number. Okay. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, he is one of those people that, um, if I, there's a, there's a class of people in the industry that I call when I need to talk to somebody who's smarter than I am. Okay. And he's on the list of okay. people that, that I'm like, Hey, I need to do, I, I have a, like it, it would literally be like, Hey man, I have a problem with my calculus mm-hmm. and you, can you check it for me? Why is it, are my numbers working? Mm-hmm. And he would be able to be like, yeah, you, you fucked up on line 62, you know, like, like that sort of thing. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, dead air silencers. I think that everybody can, I, I think that just about everybody can, can agree who's held the, the mounting system. Mm-hmm agree that it's a pretty awesome mounting system because it uses big lugs to yeah. lock into place on they, a taper mount. Yeah, they're pretty big, beefy. I don't have one. I know Babyface has, like, the, what's the name of the AK one? There's a big, beefy uh, AK one. That, Wolverine. A Wolverine. Yes, he has the Wolverine because I am a SOT now. And you're right, man. I remember when I started this. So that wasn't even a thought in my brain. But so I've got his uh, Wolverine. Well, one of the cool things um, about uh, that suppressor, for instance, is mm-hmm. it has certain things built in it specific to AKs. Mm-hmm. So the, t- the baffle aperture actually widens as it as it gets closer to the end mm-hmm. because AKs typically, unless you get a you, mm-hmm. you get lucky, if you're buying imports, mm-hmm. most of the time they're not concentrically bored. Okay, you might. You, if you so, got 28 AKs laying in front of me, in mm-hmm, front of you, and you mm-hmm. pick one and it happens to be concentrically bored, you got you should go buy a lottery ticket. Right, yeah. I hear that kind of thing a lot. Matter of fact, while I'm scrolling through here, I'm trying to see because there was a video that I did where we were shooting an AK full auto, and I'm just curious now if we were actually using that Wolverine. While I'm looking for that, um, I don't know if there's any other things here. What do you think about this universal uh, silencer standard? And... I, I never heard of it before, so I'm just really curious because I know you know more about this than I do. I, I uh, YHM came out with their R9, and it's supposed to be using the universal uh, thread pitch so that you could... Basically, my understanding was Silencer Co., I think Griffin Armament, I'm not sure about Dead Air, some other companies have uh, back ends that you could change out there and interchange yeah. those, so... Um, so it it isn't official. Okay. Okay. Yet Mm -hmm. that this exists. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like there's no like, Hey, that's a universal silencer standard right there. Like, yeah, cause they're they're not, no one's talking about it on their, um, on their stuff. Yeah. It does like that doesn't exist. However, there are a suite of companies who are like, Hey, you know, we use this. And I actually think that it kind of happened by accident, to mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. I think that they're like, hey, that guy uses that thread pitch. He might know something that I don't know. Maybe I should use that thread pitch too. Mm-hmm. And so the the adaptability is something that I would really like to see all companies kind of get on board with because mm-hmm. I have several cans that take the same thread pitch so I can put mm-hmm. like a dead air mount on any of the AAC cans yeah. that I have. Yeah. I can put them on the energetic cans that I have. You could just bounce like whatever you, whatever mounting option you have on those rifles or guns. You could have a couple of things and bounce them around easy. Exactly, yeah. and that's one of the like I per, I prefer the key mount. Mm-hmm. Um, the so the key 
then you got the chemo, which is the chemo. actual brick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or no, the chemo is the, yeah, yeah. The chemo is the piece that goes into the can. Mm-hmm. And then the key mount is actually the, the, the muzzle brake. And I think I got that right. My, my pap is probably <laughs> just slot. Just, I'm going gonna, gonna to walk into the shot show next time. You're just going to hit me with a 10 pound sledgehammer. This is like, how we learn though. This is how we yeah. learn. I have seen that chemo thing you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. But basically what it does is it indexes one way and it mm-hmm. drops down. And then the part that actually locks the lugs is outside of the silencer. Okay. Yeah. So there's a taper mount that it indexes against. Mm-hmm. basically so you got basically a cone mm-hmm. with a cone okay. and then the lugs are all the way back here so they never get carboned okay. they never yeah they never touch the carbon so the only way that thing gets stuck on your gun is if it's so hot that you probably shouldn't be touching it anyway okay so there's a thermal expansion thing mm-hmm. like steep uh, metal expands in all directions mm-hmm. so if you've got a thing inside of a thing and they touch and then you and you superheat it right is this why a lot of people are doing the taper the like why the taper thing is going on also i think uh silencer is doing that yeah the okay. taper mount a taper mount is also going to be really uh repeatable mm-hmm. so as long as that taper mount is decently clean it's going to be relatively repeatable so you can take it on take it off mm-hmm. uh, or pass it around and you don't really have to worry about shift a whole lot mm-hmm. And really, it's not even about shift. It's more about alignment and baffle strikes because I had a friend call me the other day, again, on the list of people that's, like, smarter than I am. And he's like, hey, man, you up? And I'm like, yeah, it's 3 in the morning. Why on earth wouldn't I be up? <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, can you check my math? And I'm like, sure. He sends me, like, nine pages of calculus. And I'm like, no, bro. <laughs> I can't even remember how to do this right now. Like, <laughs> like in the morning. Not not gonna happen, and it was a problem actually dealing with suppressor alignment oh. and how how much just a tiny little bit of run out in the part matters. Mm-hmm. And people bitch about why they're so expensive. That is a precision machine part. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not just some muzzle brake. Mm-hmm. Like you have to take you have to think about it like this: a muzzle brake that's just on the end of your gun can be cattywampus and wrong and not centered and all that sort of stuff because the bullet only has to go through it about that far mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. when you have to have something travel through something that's that long mm-hmm. uh, now you got a problem and any little bit of variation in that can if you've got a tiny little bit of run out in the part then it ends up extrapolating itself out over the distance and you end up with a much larger angle mm-hmm. so it can, can create baffle strikes so mm-hmm. you've got a device that you're selling at $80, $90 or something like that, that is precision machine that's designed to mount up with another piece that is then supposed to have a $1,000 item mounted to the end of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's supposed to be good yeah. under <laughs> high pressure, high velocity, and heat. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people, and I mean, people even get, those mount devi- mounting, um, even the, the like, uh, you know, the, uh, what are we calling them here? Uh, your flash hiders or muzzle brakes. Those are expensive, and I was talking to someone about it. They're like, "Listen, dude, we don't make ten thousand of those at the same time." Mm, yeah, you know. So that's another thing. Because I was like, "Why are these things so expensive? Why are you paying a hundred, hundred and fifty, two hundred bucks? And we're just not making." This is why it would also be good if there's some kind of universal standard. Yes. <laughs> then you could have the different modules on the back, and then mm-hmm. you could select what it is that you want, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. 
because that's the biggest problem. Somebody, a guy might be into silencers, for instance, and he might have early invested in the AAC mounts, for mm -hmm. instance. Mm -hmm. Well, now he's got $1,000 of AAC mounts laying around for mm -hmm. all of his stuff. And then he wants to try the, the dead air product and he's like, oh, well, mm -hmm. I don't want to invest in one of these new mounts, mm -hmm. you know, because it's going to cost, if I buy that can, then I got to have $1,000 of parts to go along with it to make it fit all my shit, mm -hmm. you know, like. I see that argument from people like, why do that? Well, if we had a universal thread pitch on the back of all those cans where you could just, hey, I want to use AAC mounts. Hey, I want to use dead air mounts. Hey, I want to use Griffin mounts. Mm -hmm. Hey, I want to use, you know, then yeah. you can you can do that. And then you're not putting out your customers. I yeah. think that would be a really good thing. Yeah, I wish they were actually talking about it because it was interesting. Um, obviously, why uh, Yankee Hill Machine told me about that. But then I spoke to some other suppressor guys that I knew. And they're like, what are you talking about? Uh, I never heard of that thing. And I found some articles because I don't know a lot about this stuff. This is what's fun to me. Like I actually had a lot of fun just digging, <laughs> digging around and trying to figure out what the hell that was. And I was asking myself, how come this is not better explained? Because if this was better explained, <laughs> it would be so much better for dudes out there that don't want to have a hundred different cans. You know, you could just really easily figure out, okay, I need like three or four suppressors and I'm good. Yeah, and different suppressors are going to be different or better at different things. Mm -hmm. Okay, so like, okay, so I, uh, I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. um, and I I paid for this item, so I will say whatever I want about it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a Griffin Armament fanboy. Okay, mm -hmm. I like their stuff, okay. but I have I have a couple of their cans. Mm -hmm. I bought the Optimus because the I was Optimus? like, I want yeah, okay. I want. I want a can that could do everything. Right, right. Oh and yeah, that, I remember. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking. And about. that can does literally everything. Mm -hmm. And you can you can buy parts and bolt it to it and mm -hmm. make it do absolutely everything that you would want it to do. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that it makes the jump to 45 yet. Yeah, it's not bored for 45. But if it's nine millimeter, if it fits down the pipe, it'll mm -hmm. ship. Mm -hmm. You can make it, you can take it all the way up to, I think, 300 Ultra. I think you can you can make a 9mm can mm -hmm. go up to 300 Ultra. Okay. The caveat there is because it is so versatile, and I didn't understand this at the time when I bought it, because it is so versatile in the things that it can do, mm -hmm. it doesn't do any one of them amazing. Right. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, it, I would say that it does 22 pretty good mm -hmm. with the 5.56 with the end cap on it. But it also is made of stainless steel. So it's like you got a twenty-two pistol and it's like heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my wrist hurts. Was, uh, so with that, did you ever try the cause I, I think that that's in that universal standard, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes. It's it fits. So yeah. yes, I could go buy I could go Anything. buy a dead air I could go yeah. buy a dead air mount right now and yeah. screw it right into the back of that thing and it'd um, be did and you, I, go ahead, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to say that they were one of the pioneers of that because mm -hmm. I don't know I don't I'm not in the crosstalk but it wouldn't surprise me yeah. if Griffin wasn't one of the people who was doing the impetus yeah. or providing the impetus for this whole movement to a universal standard. Yeah, I think so. That article I shared, which I shared internally with you, and I could show you guys if if there's like suppressor guys out there that really want to know about it about this. This is a recoil article that I found. Um, and it's called Universal Silencer Standard Hub uh, 1.375 by 24 TPI. It goes into a lot of this stuff. I think that article said that the, uh, that uh, 
five by twenty four was actually started by well, the first ones doing it were um, Silencer Co., but they didn't do it as a universal thing. Other people came along like, well, let's just let's just use that. Yeah, well, yeah. and uh, like I said, a, a lot of, uh, it wouldn't surprise me mm-hmm. if that was the case where they're mm-hmm. like, hey, Silencer Co. has a whole bunch of mounts. We don't yeah. have to figure out a mounting solution Yeah. because that already exists. Mm-hmm. We're just going to use that shit over there. How do we make our stuff fit that stuff? Yeah. Like, because you have, you have to trace it back. Mm-hmm. You know, to the to the beginning of the history, and it wouldn't surprise me if Silencer Co. was the the one that did it. Yeah, if I was um, looking at it, I would look at like because I think they're probably one of the biggest sellers out there. I would look at them and go, okay, these guys are selling a lot of stuff and making a lot of things. Um, you know, so uh, did, a couple so of things. Go ahead. I see one question here that I do mm-hmm. want to address that okay. is uh, that's on the topic. So why did, why the huge price in uh, price differences. Oh, that's from Lola. My goodness. Oh. So, so why the oh. why the huge price differences from two hundred to six dollars for the price of cans to six hundred? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I would say that they go even higher than that. So there's, um, I have cans that are thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars. I bought a suppressor for a hundred bucks. Yeah. So like, what that, it comes a, down a, a two two three suppressor, by the way. What it what it comes down to is. Uh, the quality of materials, how much work they've got into it, how much other stuff that I talked about in that original video that or that other that video that we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. all that still applies to silencers. Um, mm-hmm. However, there are certain things that cost more, and if you want a really feature-rich can, it's going to cost you more than something that's a you know not as not as good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you if you're I'll put it like this. If you're buying a $200 30 cal can, you should be very suspect about the ratings on that can. I'm mm-hmm. just going to throw that out there right now. There's something that cut a corner somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's in the price range that I would say that's that's maybe a little bit suspect. I don't know yeah. that I would fully trust the ratings on that. There's something else that what that didn't go into that. They've cut something out of this thing to be able to meet that price point. It's probably material. Or it's an, uh, some, some, something else. Like it may not be as capable or it might be super heavy, for mm-hmm. instance. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that could be a thing. Um, I would say 30 cal cans should probably cost somewhere between six and a K. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there. If you're, up, if you're much more than a K, then you're starting to be like, okay, well, why does it cost? It, it shouldn't cost more than... Mm-hmm. Than that, unless it's made out of something like titanium. Titanium costs more, right? It's hard to machine. It has to be treated a different way because you can't just take something and mill it out of aluminum. You can't just make a part out of aluminum. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it will it will degrade uh, mm-hmm. if you do that. Mm-hmm. So you you have it has to be treated the service treated the right mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, I think there's that's a all- big expense in that. I think that's a big expense with the muzzle devices too. Yes. That people don't realize that they have to be treated. Yes. And then the muzzle device is another thing. So the muzzle device, you can't just make that if that thing's going to go inside of a can, you can't just make that out of, you know, high carbon steel. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you got to it's got to be a, it's got to be pressure tested. It's got to be heat resistant. And a lot of times companies will go to a stainless steel mm-hmm. or they'll go to uh, like an Inconel or mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, you almost never see a titanium break because it's just not built for that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, see, you guys wanted us to talk about gun stuff and get nerdy. Smash the thumbs ups, by the way. I think there's folks out there enjoying this. I want to get this in. This is for you. I still have some other things I want to talk about. Uh, but let me get this in from Matt Susevich. I hope I'm saying yeah, that yeah, right. Yeah, he yeah. says, if it wasn't for VSO, I probably wouldn't have given much thought to buying a silencer. Now I own one and shopping for another. So, um, Matt, I've actually physically met Matt before. Okay. Uh, the first time I met him was actually at an outdoor show in Pennsylvania. Okay. And uh, we went and he knew a... Um, he knew he was local to the area. So he knew all the good places to eat. And I'm like, dude, where's the best place to eat around here? I really want a cheeseburger. And he's like, I got just the place we're going. Nice. I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's the one, that's the one benefit. Um, let me see. Oh, you know what I was going to tell you? So I sent you, I sent you this on your phone. I want to share this with you because I was looking it up and I'm going to go to, um, to my Instagram here. This is the biggest video I ever put on Instagram. And it was with that Wolverine suppressor. And we're shooting, um, this is it right here. We're shooting uh, full auto AK suppress with the Wolverine from Dead Air. Like a boss. And that's 175,000 views on Instagram. Which yeah. right after that, Instagram shadow banned me for life, which is funny. Because I will never, <laughs> I so, will never get those kind of numbers ever again. On, on, but uh, for, well, that is that is a real thing, though. Like, yeah, yeah, that that absolutely does happen. It's something that we have yeah. to contend with on a day to day basis. Yeah. Um. So, um. Again, the Wolverine is specifically built to be able to do that particular thing. Mm -hmm. So that is what I would call a specialty can. Can you mm -hmm. use it for other stuff? Absolutely, you can. Mm -hmm. But it's specially built to be used on AKs because of that threading issue. Yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't surprise me if that was more expensive. I don't know what that thing is actually running these days. I'm not sure. Babyface bought it, and uh, and uh, it's been in NFA jail. We're, we're yeah. just going to go. We're going to do this right now. Yeah. Um, dead air. By the way, by the way, people also hate that AK because Walter welded it. And people, first of all, Walter is an amazing welder, and he's got a ton of AKs, uh, including some very cool rare ones. He just welded up an AK because whatever, he could do that. Uh, there was a lot of people mad about that, whatever. Okay, um, so the Wolverine MSRP is ten ninety nine. Okay. So, um, again, it's up around the $1,000 range. Mm-hmm. It is a, what I would again say, it's a specialty can. It does something very specific mm -hmm. and it can do other stuff, but it's specifically bored to handle not only 762 by 39, but handle it on AKs. Mm -hmm. Like if you do, if you, do you need that can, for instance, to shoot 762 by 39 out of like a mutant, like a CMMG mutant or something mm -hmm. like that? No. Mm -hmm. You don't, I, I do it with my cans all the time because mm -hmm. it has an actual shoulder on the barrel and it's concentrically bored while the gun's on the mm -hmm. mandrel mm -hmm. or while the barrel's on the mandrel. That's not a problem that you have to worry about with that gun. Mm -hmm. But for AKs, again, mm -hmm. this is a gun that was <laughs> never designed to do this stuff. Right, right. Yeah. Not mill spec. <laughs> not even close. There, there, there is no mill spec. <laughs> no uniform mill spec for AKs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. What other, let's see. What, I don't know if there's any other stuff that, because I know there's a bunch of uh, questions out there. Someone was asking you about a, a an AR9 build, and I I don't know. If yeah, you... 
I saw it, and somebody asked about a uh, a lower for an AR9 build. Yeah. Um, I I don't even know. Like you're getting into so many small nuances mm-hmm. there that I I can't actually say which one I would particularly choose. Mm-hmm. I would say that there are probably some features on certain ones that you should look at. Mm-hmm. Um, are you talking about last round bolt hold open? Yeah, look for look for, look for particular things that you mm-hmm. that you find important mm-hmm. when you're shopping for a lower. If you're trying to build your gun, uh, look for something. Look for particular features that you that you find important. Mm-hmm. If it needs to be a forged lower, do a forged find. You can separate it out there. If, it, mm-hmm. if you want an, if you want to have an integral char, uh, trigger guard, for instance, mm-hmm. you probably have to go away from forged. Yeah. What about side right. charging? I don't know where you where you come down on side charging. I, against I actually I actually love side charging okay. uppers uh, mm-hmm. because I kind of play both hats with the with the with the AR and then the AK. Mm-hmm. You know, um, however. And this is going to make a whole lot of people mad, or no, it's, it's, it's people are going to lose their mind over this. Uh-oh. I I want it to be reciprocating. Okay, why? Why do you want it so to I be reciprocating? Can, so I can kick the fucker shut when it stops running. Okay. Yes, because I'm going to run that gun and never clean it mm-hmm. until it absolutely. I and once it stops running, I'm going to continue to shoot it mm-hmm. by spraying spraying lube in the thing and just kind of flushing the crap out of it until mm-hmm. it is so seized shut that mm-hmm. I have to literally take it and drop it in the ultrasonic cleaner to mm-hmm. be able to get it open to actually scrub on it. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm going to shoot that gun. And I want, uh, and particularly, particularly pistol caliber carbines mm-hmm. because pistol ammunition is almost always dirtier mm-hmm. Especially when we're talking about high round count ammo. So if you're going to go get blasting ammo, it's almost always going to be dirtier than your rifle ammo. Mm-hmm. Especially because the guns are almost always direct blowbacks. They're going to eat a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. So if it's steel case. It's steel case, yeah. or if it's um, just lower quality ammunition, lower mm-hmm. quality powder. Um, For the sake of my thumbs, I don't like what you said. I'll just say that. Well, yeah. dude, move it out of the way. <laughs> okay, I know. It's like okay, well, okay. Let me let me let me put an analogy there. Right, right. Okay, it's a very simple analogy. Uh-huh. Do, do you do any cooking? Uh, I'm not really allowed that much, but I do a little bit. Yeah. Okay, when you do cook, uh huh, do you test the burner with your hand? <laughs> no. No. Right. Don't put don't put your hand where the thing runs. Right, right. Okay. It's it's, it's got its space. Don't right. violate its space. Mm-hmm. Do you test? When every time you take your knife out to cut something, do you do you take it out and like, hey, we're gonna see how sharp this thing is? No, go, no, of course oh. not. Of course not. Yeah. No, no, you. Yeah, yeah, you respect it, and that's right. the biggest problem. Everybody thinks that they're toys, and they just mm-hmm. they don't respect the. Yeah, space. you have to figure out what you're shooting. That's for sure. Yeah. Or you'll figure it out. I mean, if it. Oh, it'll teach you. Yeah. So if it's reciprocating, um, you'll find out. So every time, do you get hacked off at your handgun every time you shoot it? It has a reciprocating charging handle on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you shoot a revolver, it has a reciprocating charging handle. Right. Yeah. Because the slide reciprocates. Mm-hmm. Just like if you're shooting a high cal- caliber revolver, you don't put your thumb up there right by the mm-hmm. the uh, yeah, the port. Because if you're shooting like a 44 mag or a 454 casula, yeah. literally take a mass off of your thumb and redistribute it forward to the muzzle. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you respect that gun? Well, mm-hmm. the same thing happens with a pistol caliber carbine. I think it's much more useful. And that was actually my big beef with the Strybog mm-hmm. is they, they it was originally reciprocating and then they deleted that feature. Mm-hmm. And they because all the Americans are being pussies about their widow thumbs getting back. <laughs> I knew this was coming. Yeah. So they <laughs> took my reciprocating charging handle off the son of a bitch. The first one I the first one I shot uh, it was okay. a was an import. They mm-hmm. came into the country, and I was like, I love this thing. It's got a reciprocating charging handle. They're like, ah, we're actually getting rid of that. I was like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. And yeah. they're like, why? Everybody wants the re- the non-reciprocating charging yeah, handle. You sound like, like Walter. Walter agrees with you. He said they were making those things fine in the beginning. Yeah. And they, they went off on a tangent. But, yeah, I guess it was because of uh, little stuff like that, I guess, that some of us come up with. No, I want to be able to – I want to – I'll have that charging handle – and I want to be able to put the, the mm-hmm. I want to take the gun with the can on the end of it, mm-hmm. put it on the ground and be able to take my boot and kick the son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is the best? I mean, obviously that question was about building your own uh, AR pattern, uh, pistol caliber carbine. What do you think is the best pistol caliber carbine out there, though? Um, I'm going to actually have a series coming out that we just filmed with CMMG mm-hmm. uh, a few this past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, really like their radio delayed blowback system. Okay. And it's not, and I've got a lot of trigger time on it. When the Banshee was announced, I was one of the first people in the country to get them. And I got to play along with the R&D process of going with, along with that design. And it allows the reciprocating mass to be dialed down so much that um, you get a lighter gun. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to, you can add the mass back in and the gun shoots even softer. Okay. So that's what a lot of people don't realize. They're like, oh, well, you know, this gun feels like it shoots ex- sort of the same. And it's like, yeah, like there's a there's a difference, but you can, you can sense the difference between a direct blowback and a delayed blowback gun. Mm-hmm. But then you can also say, well, I'm going to put an H buffer in the son of a bitch, and now it doesn't recoil at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it they've basically taken some weight out of the bolt. Mm-hmm. And taking some weight out of the buffer, but you can just drop a heavier buffer in the thing, and it basically has no recoil whatsoever. I really like it, mm-hmm. and in my field, it suppresses really well. So wait, that's the Banshee? Well, actually... No, because the Banshee is the AK one, right? No, no. The, no. the 7.62? No. No, no they have... Something here. That's the, that's the Mutant. Oh, um, Mutant, Mutant. Banshee... So, so actually, they, there's, a, there's a split. Okay. So I would say... I, I kind of lumped them all together. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of lumped them all together, but actually, if you're going for suppression mm-hmm. on that gun, you want their guard, which is the longer barrel one. Okay. Because you don't get nearly as much port pop yet out of the longer barrel. Okay. Uh, if you're going, like, trying to be maximum quiet. Okay. Um, if you want pointability, then you want to shorten that barrel. You want to make the compromise basically to shorten the barrel and make the gun more handy okay. then you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to take up some more of that poor pop some more of the performance gets lost on the suppressors because you're literally breathing fire into the suppressor okay right so like barrel length does actually matter um like it's it's a it's a it's a moving target. It's not a static target, if you want to say. So if you do this thing over here, then it might move a little bit this way, and you have to kind of, like, track it down. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, the radio delay blowback system from CMMG mm-hmm. is, is, in my opinion, 
probably as good as we're going to get as far as a viable host for all of those things mm-hmm. kind of rolled into one package. Okay. And I see it in the, I see it in the comments already. Somebody says CMMG lower alone is four to 500 bucks. I'm mm-hmm. like, you get what you pay for, man. Okay. And that's a, so what we're talking about here is an AR pattern type of mm-hmm. de- the deal, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The biggest thing that made me mad about mm-hmm. that gun because mm-hmm. I have something, there's always something about every gun. I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. right now, there's always about something that I can pick about every single gun. Okay. Um, actually, hang on a second. Um, okay, sorry. There was a, I was making sure that somebody, that that wasn't, oh. I mentioned this person earlier, and oh. I'm making sure that they weren't like, you fucking asshole, you know, oh. like. You know, um, right, okay. So I had time to clean it up. Oh, what okay. were I talking about? What was I talking about? We were talking about the guard, I think, or you're saying that's your best uh, pistol caliber carbine that's out there universally. Yeah, so there's always – I can find something on every gun that I don't like. Mm -hmm. And what I disliked about the guard or the Banshee series is it uses Glock magazines. It's an inferior magazine. Mm -hmm. It should have come out with a real magazine. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also, I think that's also guys like like me. That's my fault, right? Or guys like me that are always like, oh, does it use Glock magazines? You know what? Over time, I've come to the conclusion that we, we shouldn't even chase that. No. I really have. I've come to that. Like, why are we even doing it? There's better magazines out there that are easier to build things for, more reliable, all of that. In, in, yes. in that, Glock magazine, very reliable in a Glock. Yes. You know, so. The, the, the biggest problem with the Glock magazine is it goes from mm-hmm. two to one. It is not a, it's a semi-automatic pistol magazine. Mm-hmm. It is not a submachine gun magazine. Mm-hmm. The Colt, the Colt magazine is far superior. Yeah. The CC magazine is far superior. Mm-hmm. The, uh, give me another one. Um, help me. Um, the Scorpion. This, well, that's what you just said. Scorpion. Yeah, CZ mag. Um, there was another one. Uh, MP5 magazine. MP, yeah. Far superior. Yeah. Um, uh, because they're a true double stack magazine. Mm-hmm. And I always love it when I see people who have that long fun stick magazine for the Glock, right? Mm-hmm. And they're getting down to the bottom and they're always bitching about how they can't get the <laughs> last two rounds into the thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing over there with my Colt magazine. I take the mag- I take the round and I put it on top of the thing and I smack it against the wall. Mm-hmm. And I take the next one and I smack it against the wall. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can actually load the magazine mm-hmm. uh, to capacity and then also – because of the fact that it is a true double stack magazine, mm-hmm. you get true true double stack performance. Yeah. By the way, uh, Mr. Guns and Gear, I was just looking at his video and I threw it up there. He says the Banshees are the jam. Oh, so there you go. Mr. Guns and Gear is here. I see. Yeah, him. he's out there. Shout Hi, out to Mike. Hi, Mike. Yeah. Mike is another dude that does a lot of testing. Yeah, he does. Uh, so, yeah, he he yeah. does a very good job. And very he's thorough. meticulous. His brain. He's very- yeah, his brain. Very, yeah, his brain works for that versus my brain. <laughs> yeah, so everyone has I, different brains doing this, by the way. People a lot of times differently. A lot of times, I will use him as a shortcut if I don't want to have a long conversation on a topic about something, mm-hmm. and I know that it's. So I have to be very careful because I have a very iterative brain. Mm-hmm. And wait, say I that word again. Iterative. Iterative. Okay. All right. I'm gonna, so, I got to look it up for the people now. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. I will get so sidetracked that I will watch something mm-hmm. and it's and see something mm-hmm. and then 6 months later 
mm-hmm. think it was my original idea. Right. So I'm <laughs> right. Like genuinely believe it. Like mm-hmm. not even trying to rip anybody off. Right. Okay. So I try very hard to only watch content that I n- has a differing enough style from mine mm-hmm. that I won't copy it. Right. And yeah, Mike differs enough for me that I can use him as a re- as source reference material. Yeah, and and people may not realize like we don't want to, and I don't think anyone's out there plagiarizing anyone. We probably I've seen situations where we're all sounding the same, or even things are coming out the same, and people don't realize every single thing is different in why things are coming out. Right, this guy bought it, this guy got it from over here you know, whatever, borrowed it from someone, and then it may seem like that, but we don't want to do that, you know? Yeah. And, and this is one of the big reasons, especially if I'm making a video, I try to avoid uh, doing that uh, unless there's, I'm running into a wall. I'm like, let me see what this guy... Let me so, see how Military Arms Channel dealt with this, or Mr. Guns and Gear, or you, like, what did you think about this thing? So a lot of the times, if I know that I'm working on a project currently... Or I know that I'm going to get a project from uh, like an R&D project from an, a manufacturer or something like that. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, if the manufacturer's turned on properly, they've got it out to multiple testers at once. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they may come, those videos might come out at different times. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because almost all of the guys who are doing like the real hardcore testing also film it. Not only is it a good idea to be able to put a, is it good to put a YouTube video out about it? Um, but it's also like, Hey, this thing blew up. I want to be able to figure out why I can't yeah. blow and make it blow up again. Um, <laughs> yeah. You want to see that. And they yeah. probably want to see that. Yeah, exactly. They want to mm-hmm. see that too. So I can send that material to the manufacturer so they can see how it failed, why it failed and, and mm-hmm. see if they can replicate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to basically say, okay, I know I'm getting this thing. Mm-hmm. I saw that Mike put something out or Tim put something out. Mm-hmm you know, two months ago or a month ago or a week ago, I am not going to watch that right now until I'm about 90% of the way through. Mm-hmm. And basically at that point in time, I'm getting ready to put a, a video out about my testing on the thing. And I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to go watch Don Porter's video, Such. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go watch him and see if I missed anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. hey, because I'll be honest, I don't use a whole lot of the controls on the side of the guns. Like I don't, I'm not a big like bolt release kind of guy, mm-hmm. you know, type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like there was a, something I did some years ago where somebody was like, "Yeah, the bolt releases break," and I'm like, "Well, I would never have found that because I know mm-hmm. mine still got the factory grease underneath of it because I, yeah. I just don't do that." Yeah, I know? think uh, someone who is it, Brian Quick says, "Gun to- YouTubers should cite sources." Uh, I think most pe- I think mostly people do that if they saw something or whatever. Yeah, if I if I see something and I get mm-hmm. an idea from somebody, I absolutely do cite it. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, I just recuse myself from watching anything until I'm done with my project. Yeah, and and then then you, you can know, look it, at that stuff. You know what I saw happen? This happened. I can't remember what it was, but um, we put up a video. Same thing like what you're saying. We we got our hands on something. However, we did it. I think Mac was having some problems. We were just out there shooting. We didn't even notice we were having the same problems he was having. You know how I found out? When he was like, yeah, dude, I looked at your video. You're having the same problems. I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> then I and went back and looked at my own video. I was like, oh, okay. That's and, and as far as like, I think it's good science mm-hmm. to not 
watch anybody else. Like that's one of the reasons I do it. It's it's good science to not be impacted by other opinions. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then because I'm only going to put like one piece out about this thing that is like my holistic view about it. Mm -hmm. If I go then after I've got my opinion about it and you know, I've shown what we've done with it, I can then go look and the other half of the science in me is the data aggregation Mm -hmm. of things. So like if I had a problem or if it did this thing and I thought it was weird, then I watched Mike's video and it mm-hmm. did the thing and we and he also thought it was weird. And then Tim had the same thing and mm-hmm. it, he thought it was weird. And like you see, there's a pattern forming here. Yeah, so, we're all in different places, different circumstances, different people, like hand size, you know, whatever, all the stuff. Yeah. So like I have big hands, mm-hmm. you know, somebody mm-hmm. like somebody who's a smaller statured person. Mm-hmm. may have a complete problem with whatever I'm doing because their hand can't reach the the, the dingus or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost never have that problem. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that can hold a semi a full-size ham, semi-automatic handgun mm-hmm. and reach the ejection port. Mm-hmm. So when you go to a, a real training course, they'll be like, hey, you know, the ideal position is for you to reach for that. You know, you want to think that you're reaching up to get to the ejection port. Most mm-hmm. people can't reach it. I can literally touch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I never have that problem. Mm-hmm. I have the opposite problem. If I get a little micro pistol, I'm like, oh, I'm going to blow my thumb off. Yeah, that's why I didn't <laughs> like the HK VP9. Just never worked for my hands. By the way, John Parson says uh, that was the Glock 44. See, this is why we do this. This is why the Internet. Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember what that was, but that's right. It was the Glock, uh, the Glock 44. Um out there. And and I think I don't know I know we don't have that much time, but just as a like a thought process that everyone goes through, I'm not trying to make anyone buy anything. I'm yeah. do, I'm doing this because I enjoy doing it, you know. Um obviously I'm doing it on a re- repeatable basis and all that, but I enjoy that thing. Now obviously there's companies out there and their whole aim is for people to buy stuff or whatever, but I've found like I've gotten in trouble with companies because I said something that they didn't like. But then when I meet people, people tell me that video that that company was mad about is the reason why they bought that thing in the video, because they know about it going in. So I have always been very transparent with my audience in that my main gig, the way I make the majority of my money Mm -hmm. is by booking testing from companies. So Mm -hmm. I... Even now, in the ammo shortage, Mm -hmm. for instance, I am still out testing guns for companies, Mm -hmm. okay? Now, fewer companies are testing their guns right now. I'm going to tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. They're just trying to spank them out the door. They don't care if you need to send them back later. Be very careful. Everything's selling, yeah. Be be very careful about that. Mm -hmm. Now, I would would be remiss if I didn't point out that there are many companies that contact me – specifically because they want a YouTube video about a thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's a really, really bad strategy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The way, the way it works, everything that comes in that you see a video on Mm -hmm. has come in and has a testing plan associated with it. We went out and I tested it. Mm -hmm. I don't ask my audience for, for money. All right. They can, if they want, they can go contribute on Patreon if they want. I greatly appreciate it. But the majority of the money that I make is directly related to the testing contract that I booked with so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And what that allows me to do is I don't give a shit whether you buy it or not. Mm-hmm. I didn't get paid to promote the thing. It just so happened to end up as a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. So the only time that um, 
that I make edits to a video. What is that? Are your boys back in the background? No, 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 or, that's, no. That's that's the street, man. It's Florida. Okay. People cut the mufflers okay. off everything. Um. <laughs> so, uh-huh. um, what was I saying? I lost my train of thought. Um. No, you were saying that you're not you're not making that video to sell anything. Yeah, I'm not making that video to sell anything. I'm I'm just happened to be making the video for mm-hmm. for um, documentation purposes. Mm-hmm. The only time I make edits to video is if I fuck something up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like I'm like I'm like, hey, that's a um, I said that it was made out of aluminum. And mm-hmm. it's actually made out of stainless steel. Well, fuck. Well, that's got to. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. That is that literally misrepresents the 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 product. That's wrong. That needs changed. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, the other major edits that I make a lot of times are for time because I film so much stuff. I might port a a, a, a project on into Premiere for mm-hmm. editing, mm-hmm. and it it's not uncommon for it to be four hours long on mm-hmm. the timeline. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I've got four hours of crap. I believe on my that timeline. from seeing all the different stuff that you guys have shooting at night, uh, all the different testing, running kind of like the gauntlet that I've seen you doing. Uh, I'm not sure who that guy is, but there's a guy. We got that, a couple. We yeah. have two guys. We have yeah. two guys that I use for yeah. for uh, run the running guns most often because they are physically fit. Right. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> who are those um, guys? Shout them out. Uh, uh, we, we have. Uh, Brad and Rocky. Okay. And those are those are our guys. They're they're mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like using them because they maintain a level of physical fitness that I can keep up with. Mm-hmm. Um, Rocky, we don't actually invite to PT anymore mm-hmm. uh, because he's that guy. He's like, we're all doing push-ups, and he's like, I've already done all my push-ups, and now I'm waiting on you guys. So I'm gonna do burpees now. No, no. Oh. <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That dude. Yeah. Um, yeah let me. That- let me get this in uh, real quick for some people. Armament and Axis wants to know, how did you get into that business, Curtis? How did it start? Uh, I don't know if we can do so, that quickly, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Cliff Notes version, I was um, I was actually... The concept of a contract lab mm-hmm. came to me uh, because lots of other industries use contract labs to mm-hmm. test their stuff. They make a thing, and they don't really do the QC department. Or they do a QC department... But they recognize that this product is one of those things that uh, it would be good to have outside eyes mm-hmm. on, independent, as well. so yeah, ind- independent eyes on. And mm-hmm. some co- and and some industries, um, you can actually uh, impact uh, your regulatory. Sometimes are they are required to by law to have third party testings. The gun industry is not one of those. Mm-hmm. However, your insurance. If you're a firearms manufacturer, I didn't realize this until I started getting into looking at that sort of stuff. You get a break on your premium if you have third-party testing. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, I think yeah. a lot of these guys should be doing it. I know it may be difficult for smaller companies but uh, you know, uh, to do it yes. independently, but I think a lot of guys should be doing that before they put out stuff. They should. So anyway, I started out, I was kind of like in the sciences and I had Mm -hmm. been introduced to the concept of a contract lab and I was kind of already doing the YouTube thing for fun at the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I've got a lot of people that are calling me for R&D level work. Like, hey, you know, we're coming out with a new thing in like three months. Can Mm -hmm. you tell us what you think? And I'm like, huh, maybe I should, maybe these, maybe I can add some value here. And there's been... There's been several projects that I've worked on that a 
part has been changed at the last minute before it goes out to market, I can be like, that's my baby. Yeah, I think that was made for you. I think you have that kind of mind. You know, I I would say that I prefer to do that. I really enjoy that kind of work. Mm-hmm. Um, the the whole like grind of the gun industry and the 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 news cycle type thing doesn't interest me nearly as much as being out there. Um, I'll put out YouTube videos that are just filler videos to keep people interested in the channel mm-hmm. while I'm spending three weeks testing something, while I'm spending a month testing something that you know took me um, all that time to actually do. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm testing a new plate carrier design, for instance, right now. That can't be done overnight. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't think I don't, I don't know if everyone realizes that. Okay, I know we're going over time. I'll get this from Jeff Stevens and then we'll wrap up. He says, "That's why you have many subs. We watch you fix the problems." That's from Jeff Stevens. So there you go. And I appreciate that that people see that sort of stuff. We we do not cut that sort of stuff out. Um, mm-hmm. The only time that that sort of stuff leaves mm-hmm. is is if they've pulled it. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example. Um, or uh, not a specific example, but like, hey, somebody sent me a thing and it and it like literally disintegrated inside. It's like, hey guys, I really don't think that you can make that part out of that thing. I should think you should do it out of this. Um, they then say, hey, you're right. We didn't think of it that way. That's a problem that did break. We're gonna go ahead and completely pull. Like, we're not gonna produce them that way. Give us, you know, a month or two, we're going to send you a new sample. Now, it's in my best interest, actually, for that to happen, because that means they have to rebook testing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> so if you really want to follow the money, like if you want to see where the, the disingenuousness comes from, it's in my best interest to break as much shit as possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. You also you also have fun doing it, let's be honest. Yeah, I, as long as I've there, been looking at your videos, you enjoy breaking shit. Yeah, I, I, I do. I actually do. And I have people ask me all the time, Kurt, do you even really like guns? Because you treat them really, really terribly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some, some. I have one particular piece that I have never cleaned. I have mm-hmm. never ever cleaned it. It's an, it's a Midwest Industries Mi fifteen F. Wow. I have never once cleaned that gun. And I only have one rifle like that. You know what it is? It's a polymer upper lower. Oh really? We yeah, because I never even lubed it because the guys were like, you don't need to do it. I was like, okay, we're never gonna do anything with that. And it's and it works. So, so I shoot <laughs> I shoot that gun so mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. I don't want to say frequently. Mm-hmm. I will shoot it and I will shoot it'll sit on the wall as a very specific purpose mm-hmm. for that gun. But when I take it out, I will shoot a thousand or 1200 rounds through it in a mm-hmm. sitting. Okay. Like over the course of like two days, I'll shoot that much ammo through it and then it'll go right back on the wall. Mm-hmm. So I'll go to get it, you know, three months later and it'll be seized shut. Mm-hmm. Right. Where I had to like literally smack it off the wall to get mm-hmm. the bolt to open back up. Yeah. Get it, get it warmed up. <laughs> because all that carbon is just kind of like filled the space. Yeah. It's you like know? a diesel. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I break it open, spray some lube in it, and the sucker just keeps on running. Mm hmm. Again, I think that gun's got like ten thousand rounds on it, and I just, mm-hmm. you know, it, it works. So like, why, why, why do that? Yeah, it's it's, it's it's fun and exciting for you, and most people may not understand it because it's like, 
Well, if you think about it, when you talk to stores and other places, they say statistically someone buys a rifle, they put like 20 to 50 rounds through it and then they sell it again or that's basically what it does in its life. But, you know, um, okay, that may be what it is, but there are people out there that get one rifle, they want to know that's reliable. This is the only way to do it. It's time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we have a standard testing model that every gun has to have at least a thousand. I mean, with the caveat to weird shit, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, like I'm not going to shoot a fifty thousand uh, rounds of fifty BMG through something, right? I'm just not. Gonna do it. Okay, uh, like yeah, that's, that's expensive too. That's very expensive. Right. That mo and the companies that are producing those rifles, to be honest, that testing would be cost prohibitive mm-hmm. um, to be able to do that sort of thing. Yeah. But every gun that comes through here that's reasonable caliber um, or isn't some kind of weird thing, and usually if we don't do the full, you know, twelve hundred. A thousand, 1,200 rounds of testing, something like that. Uh, we'll say it in the video. Like, hey, you know, 50 Action Express is really expensive, so I didn't shoot a 1,000 rounds of 50 Action Express through this thing because I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> neither, can, neither can you. Yeah. So <laughs> don't judge me, right? Uh, but, yeah. yeah, if it's in a reasonable caliber, mm-hmm. um, we uh, – now, one of the things that I'm very happy um, to be – and very privileged to have is an excellent ammunition sponsor – um, we, Who are um, those we, guys? Uh, we work with Fioki, Fioki. uh, ammunition, Fioki ammunition. Mm-hmm. They do, uh, they, they are very, um, very gracious to us and helping us produce or helping us to accomplish our goals. And one of the things that actually bit me a little bit is there were some things that, um, you guys mentioned about the Strybog, for instance, mm-hmm. that it doesn't like certain types of ammunition. Well, I only shot Fioki. 115, 124, um, mm-hmm. 140, so 148. Yeah, I'd have to look at it. Mm-hmm. 147. Um, so because my ammunition supply, mm-hmm. uh, as a scientist, I said I want to eliminate as many variables as possible. Mm-hmm. I'm going to standardize my ammunition. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to use this quality. It's a mid-grade, what I would classify as a mid-grade ammo. Right, it's not like bottom tier but it's not match grade you can buy match grade from those guys but the stuff that we use is not that it's Mm -hmm. the green box that you find on the shelf at cabela's or walmart well walmart doesn't even do it anymore Uh, um at dunham's Mm -hmm. there you go at dunham's you walk in you see that stuff on the shelf we're using the exact same stuff that's obtainable Mm -hmm. for our testing purposes and i can say hey if I've got a uniform ammunition supply, if this, if these five guns run it and then that one doesn't, then there's a problem with that one over there, mm-hmm. right? So there's a couple different w- approaches to that. You might say, no, I want to run as many types of ammunition as, through it as possible. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, okay, well, I would also attack that and say you, it's a circular argument because you'd be like, okay, well, how many rounds of that ammunition did you shoot through it? Oh, I shoot, you know, I shot like one or two hundred, yeah. you know, of that ammunition. And, well, and I shot ammunition, a- there's so many massive variables. There are so many massive variables. So yeah. my, my thing is, if I can standardize all the ammunition, I ran mm-hmm. 1,200 rounds through this particular gun of this particular – of these three types or these three weights, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And then and, and it ran it. I can say – I can start to look at that across different Did that product become models. a thing because of like what happened with Mac's uh, experience with the Strybog? Is, oh, no, oh, no, okay. that that predated oh, okay. like all that. All, like this has been we, we've been working with Fioki for, I think, four years now. Oh, OK. 
Yeah, yeah. So this is this is a thing, a decision that I made years ago. No, no, no. I was saying because I noticed with him when he was doing his Strybog video, he said that he was using a certain kind of ammo. He didn't see anything. And then I think the day when he was shooting it, he used a different kind of ammo and he ran into some issues. And and that's why I referenced that. It's yeah. like there are like I did. I did the standardizing of the ammo. Mm -hmm. I brought a company in to do the standardizing of the ammo to eliminate a variable. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's exactly the variable that you want, and sometimes it's not the mm -hmm. variable that you want. So I would say that for for that particular project, I would say that that was actually something that we would have missed because we had a standard ammunition profile. All mm -hmm. the stuff, like you take – you take Fioki's 115 grain, their 124 grain, and their uh, 147 grain, and put them on a table. Um, other than, other than the fact that the 147 grain is a different bullet shape, mm -hmm. um, they look identical, mm -hmm. right? They are the same overall length, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, so by standardizing it, there are certain other variables that we pulled out. And that the variable length of the cartridges, mm -hmm. different primers types, mm -hmm. you know, all that sort of stuff, mm -hmm. different casing types, those sort of things can sometimes get lost. But I did it in an effort to do better science mm -hmm. across yeah. multiple product lines. Yeah. So I can see where some people, you know, but but that said, it's been very good to work with them mm -hmm. because we have been able to um, we can basically say, hey. We know what the testing is going to look like. We could standardize it and just do small tweaks here or there, depending on what the actual gun is being tested for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's a good thing. Plus, it's real tough to get uh, any ammo company out there to sponsor you. So anyone who to you know anyone who helps out that's a big deal. People think it's easy, not easy. No, no, yeah. it's not. No. Uh, okay, listen, we're way over nine. Um, we, we definitely... Sorry. We'll, no, it's cool, man. We we messed around talking about a lot of crap at the beginning of this. So this, you know, some people probably enjoyed that, though. Um, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let Curtis tell you guys how you can get in touch with him, follow him and all that, ask him more questions. I think he's, he's pretty much... He's like this all the time. So I'm sure that he'll be happy to talk to you guys to some extent, except not, not at 3 o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> no, I'll talk. I, I actually don't have a problem talking to people at three in the morning. It's when they want me to do calculus. Calculus. And, yeah. <laughs> we have a hard rule: no calculus after midnight. Yeah, and I see Guns and Gear. I don't know if that uh, Guns and Gear said uh, I'll be doing an interview with Global soon. Uh, sort of about the plans to the A3. So stay tuned. Oh, that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, I will. I so <laughs> I said some stuff earlier about watching other people's stuff. Yeah, you can best believe that I'll be tuning into that interview right there. Yes, because I because that's the kind of shit that I eat up. Like, yeah, I bet that kind of manufacturing yeah. process, changing a product line, all that sort of stuff. Um, the good news is about the situation is global. Mm -hmm. And, and Grand Power mm -hmm. are receptive to feedback. Mm -hmm. As somebody who works in the gun industry as a gun tester, they expect you, a lot of the times, not every company, but mm -hmm. a lot of companies will expect you to have glowing things to say about mm -hmm. it. And they get my, a lot of companies will get my review or my communication and be like, God, he hates our guts. What did, I'm like, no, this product's great. It just has these problems you need to fix. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And a lot of that 
may not be what a lot of companies are used to, especially if they're used to working with advertising firms instead of people who actually test shit. Yeah, exactly. So. We love the gun industry. I could just tell you guys this. From my experience hanging out with a lot of these dudes, like Guns and Gear, Curtis, Mac, these are freaking diehard gun nerds. I've seen, I've been like hanging out with these guys with companies, and the companies are trying to get uh, people drunk or whatever, and these guys are like talking about guns, and they're like, no, we can't hear any more stuff about guns, you know, and this, no, this is what we want to talk about and what we want to get into. We really love the whole thing. That's why we want to make it better. Sometimes you need to get these multiple points of view on things so that you open up your mind and you're like, okay, we may, we may have something we need to address. There are some companies that are so closed off. There's one, I'm not going to name names. Mm -hmm. The person who initiated this will know exactly who I'm talking about um, if he's watching. But they had a product that was coming out, and the manufacturer mm -hmm. was not receptive to feedback whatsoever. And they just thought that they were going to send all these things out, and everybody's going to say all this flowery crap about their stuff. Mm -hmm. And he, he called each of us, and he said, hey, I'm sending this gun to these, these six guys. All right. Mm -hmm. And I want you all to do your honest feedback on the gun and let me see it so I can then take it to corporate and be like, if you drop this gun as is right now, this is what's going to be said about your 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 product. You need to fix these three issues that we know exist from QC. But market, But the company is like, no, we just got to we just got to push it. Mm -hmm. They saw it all. They saw it all, a collective effort, and they're like, oh, man, maybe we shouldn't drop that yeah. as is. Yeah, that's what's so needed. Is, that is what is needed. Yeah. And sometimes you got to be mean to do it that way. Yeah, but it doesn't mean we don't love it. We love it. Yeah, yeah. The whole yeah. This whole thing. Okay, listen, so tell the folks out there how they can uh, catch up with you, where they can follow you, support you, all that good stuff, man. Yeah, we're on everything. Mm -hmm. um, I, well, excuse me, that's really bad to say these days. Okay, <laughs> um, uh the bread and butter ones, YouTube, Full30, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, mm -hmm. all, all those, VSO Gun Channel, and you just type it in, it'll pop up. And then if you're looking for the website that we've been talking about the whole time where you find the rifles and all that stuff, that's over on at VSOrdinance.com. Yeah. So VSO Gun Channel, you'll find it, um, and that's where you guys can ask all your questions. I try my best to keep up with stuff. YouTube comments, I really appreciate them. I read all of the comments, okay? I really do. I may not read them until a month later because I have a huge <laughs> backlog, okay? Okay, yeah. But, That's honest. But, but, but yeah, uh, it really does help out the channel if you guys leave comments. And some of my best ideas for videos have been generated from user comments. And I will call them out on the channel when I do them. I'm like, hey, I never was going to do anything like this. And somebody was like, hey, you need to do that. Mm -hmm. Do it do this and it may spark something mm -hmm. that I want to go out and do. So um, there is a, a very transparent transfer of information there. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, we have a, we have a great audience. I really appreciate all you guys. Uh, I appreciate you and Lola for having me on the show. I always have a good time when I'm here. Yeah. Obviously, Lola and I, we love you, man. You know that we've been friends for a long time through we've a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Through a, for yeah. a long time. Yeah, and so. I respect that. You're you're the kind of dude you deal with everyone on an individual basis. We've always been cool. So, yeah. you know, that's it's nothing but love over here. Well, I appreciate that, too. That, that means yeah. a lot to me. Absolutely. So. And here's what I would do before. I, like, I'm not even going to get into me. I actually challenged someone to go get one of these VSO ordinance guns 
do a review on it. I will, like, if you tag me, I will do everything possible to share that on, on social media. I, I would want to see someone do it. <laughs> I would love if somebody, if somebody got one mm-hmm. and tested it yeah. and gave me honest feedback on yeah. the running of the system and how it can be improved. I would, that would be ecstatic for me. Yeah, I would love that too. Buy it. It's not expensive. Okay. You know, and support him, you know, to, for building this thing. Do it, especially if you're a guy out there that's trying to build up your YouTube channel. I'm telling you, I will share that video. I'll even invite you to come on here. And on I will do the, ex- I will do the exact same thing. If somebody were to do that, I would absolutely, I don't hide from, from feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons why the only videos that I have ever removed from YouTube mm-hmm. are ones that um, I was pretty much forced to remove. Mm-hmm. So like terms of service violations type mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. Um, or were specifically removed by YouTube. Yeah. OK, so you can go all the way back. You can see the first video I ever made on YouTube and it was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> oh, because. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, specifically because I am a lineage kind of person. Yeah. This is where I was. And because of that, I never, uh, I never get, I never want to be that uh, person that is like looking down from their ivory tower is like, um, as like, I'm so much, yeah, I'm like, I don't make any mistakes or I, you know, I'm always been good and all Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. Like doing this for a living generates a certain level of aptitude Mm -hmm. eventually. Mm All right. A broken clock is what right twice a day. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, that sort of thing. You do it long enough, you're, you'll get halfway decent. Mm-hmm. Um, I have also had the privilege of attending lots of training courses around from really great instructors around the country. Um, so uh, there, lots of that gets rolled into my experience. And because of that, I use my bank of content that I generated years ago to be like, wow, Kurt, you really suck. <laughs> You're still that same dude. You just got a little bit better camera. <laughs> yeah. I like looking at that old stuff. I agree with you, man. We, re- we like, we've removed hundreds of videos cause YouTube forces us to, that's yeah, the thing. They just, that. yeah, they just lock those things down or just keep, uh, like we would have hundreds of those yellow coins up there and they would have probably just totally demonetized us and, and done away with us already if we leave them up there. But I I, me, uh, I like it being there just for that reason. Let me I mean really quick before mm-hmm. we go. Sure. I'm, I'm gonna log into my um, thing here, the back end of my uh, my YouTube here, mm-hmm. and I want I want an accurate count of how many videos we have. Mm-hmm. So let me see. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess it's a that's a thousand. That's my rough guess. It is twelve seventy two. Twelve seventy two. Yeah. Yep. Twelve seventy two. Yeah. So we've been. Uh, it's been a long. It's been a long way. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to go back and look at that too, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to look, go back and look at it. Okay, we're not going to hold you guys any longer. This was fun. We'll have Curtis on here again uh, at some point, and, and we'll do this. And really, someone go out there, get the the VSO ordinance or VS ordinance rifle. Do a review. Uh, hit me up. I will help you. I will share it over my social media. I'm sure Curtis will do that. We'll get some other people. Um, um, you know, let's actually help him sell some of those rifles. You know, get those out there. I really appreciate that, yeah. man. That means a lot. Yeah. Um, I think it's um, cool, so, man. I, I, I'm, I'm proud of you, and I want to encourage other people doing what we're doing here to keep doing their stuff, man. 
I, uh, I really appreciate it. And, uh, there's just, um, there's so many moving parts mm-hmm. right now to everything that's going on that, uh, yeah. I'm very happy that the, that they're doing well already. Mm-hmm. But if somebody actually were to go out and like do some third party testing on it, I would, I wish I would have built into the product line, um, enough tester guns, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. they kind of got bought up immediately when I, yeah. you know, so that's an, exp- it's is- an expensive thing to do for someone starting out. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 There's plenty of time for that. Uh, John Voorhees wants to know what's the website. Uh, it's at vsordnance.com. Yeah, absolutely. I remember, I'm going to say this real quick cause I know we're going way, way, way over. Um, so Caltech, right? This, uh, I, I, those guys aren't super happy with me. One of the cool things about them is if you go to their factory, which is here in Florida, um, they still have the trailer. So basically, Kelgren, when everything happened with Intratech, he had a piece of land and he had like a one of those uh, shipping containers, right? And he put that on the piece of land. He started building a gun in that shipping container. The whole company is built around that shipping container. It's That's still, excellent. It's still there. It's their R&D room. <laughs> Everything, and what I like about that, the reason why I'm telling you guys that story, everything starts from, like, zero. You know? Zero. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, very cool thing. At some point in the future, man, it's going to be very collectible to have that original uh, VS Ordnance rifle. I've already had some guys be like, hey, when, uh, can I have number c- serial, like, I have <laughs> some guys who are like, can I have serial number or whatever? I'm like... Uh, okay. You know, cause mm-hmm. there's some that I've held, that I've held back, mm-hmm. uh, specifically mm-hmm. b- because people have asked, mm-hmm. you know, for a particular serial yeah, number, has like their my, lucky number or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So some of my friends have, have asked for particular ones, mm-hmm. um, in, in the, in the industry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, when, when those come up, then, uh, you know, those ones will be, but basically, Right now, they are very low serial number. Just <laughs> oh. throw that out there. <laughs> All right, listen, I'm going to run the end. We're out of here. Thanks so much for everyone hanging out with us. If you're still here, smash the thumbs ups. Stay right there, Curtis. I'm going to run in the end. All right, make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Smash those thumbs ups. Ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live. I am going to rip out this audio, put it up on iTunes and all the other places that you listen to your audio podcast. Uh, shout out to the people listening to us in Russia. There's people in like uh, Brazil listening to us. Lots of people in Canada, uh, Germany, all that. It's really cool to see that, that there's actually people listening to the audio podcast. Um, we appreciate you, all of you guys. I especially appreciate Curtis from VSO Gun Channel for coming on here. Thanks so much. Uh, I'll give you the last word. Again, I always have a great time on the show when... Lola contacts me like, hey, we want to get you into the show. I'm like, let me move some shit yeah. because we're, we're going to make this happen. Awesome. I had a, have a great time every single time. Thank you very much for inviting me. Same here. You're welcome. We're out, guys. Peace.